What is up, guys? Thank you so much for checking out this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. We're back for another uh, exhilarating, hopefully uh, joyful conversation regarding the latest in the news in the world of uh, comic book superhero movie and TV news. We got a lot to talk about. Um, massive news dropped last week. We got Warner Brothers announcing that their 2021 slate is set to be released all on HBO Max, meaning every show or excuse me, every movie that is coming out in theaters will also come out uh, on HBO Max. So that's expected to be um, a very controversial. Uh, it is a very controversial decision. We'll talk about the fallout from that. We're also getting some initial reactions from uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which is set to be debut on, HB- on HBO Max in just a couple of weeks. And right now, the, the word is uh, uh, the, the movie's fire. That's, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I see. So we'll talk about those reactions. We also got some Hawkeye news. We got some Spider-Man 3 rumors. Um, a big star from uh, Marvel's movies has themselves in hot water due to some social media activity. And uh, and and uh, uh, Arrowverse star set to return in what they're describing as a mystery role. So should be a good show. I'm excited to talk about it all. Joining me is my co-host, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, I want to bring to light a controversy that seems to be going on as we speak. Because I didn't hear anything about this, but apparently this has kind of been bubbling. And it seems like tonight, and we record this podcast on a Monday night, this seems to be the first... Uh, true traction this story is getting. So there appears to be a lot of frustration from fans of Miss Marvel with some of the casting decisions that uh, that Disney has made for their Disney Plus series for Miss Marvel. Apparently, um, one of the actors that were cast, Matt Lintz, uh, he's supposed to play a Bruno Corelli, who um, is, is a, an Italian American, who's a, you know one of a. Uh, Kamala's first uh, best friends in in, this, in the comic book series. He 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 has some social media tweets that appear to uh, to have uh, great support for uh, the president Donald Trump. They've also uh, casted young woman Yasmin Fletcher, who is uh, uh, supposed to be playing a uh, a hijabi woman. This is a uh, this and this uh, young actress Yasmin is. Supposedly, you know, half white, half Christian. She's not hijabi at all. So that has uh, frustrated a lot of people. Also, apparently, the woman that's been cast, Zenobi Sharaf, who is um, supposed to be playing Kamala's mother, who's, uh, of course, Pakistani, uh, the woman that they cast is Indian. So this has upset a lot of Miss Marvel fans. Do you feel, Sham, that with these, you know, kind of ulterior castings, or what's the word I'm looking for? Ancillary castings. <laughs> Do you feel like there is like a responsibility to Fort Disney to cast people who are in those who's supposed to be in those um those certain roles that are you know applicable in terms of you know uh, ethnicity and religion and do you feel something like a guy being a Trump supporter uh, you know should disqualify them from playing a role uh, of an ally to a, a Muslim American who very much um, represents for that culture uh well that is a that is a very good question and um definitely definitely not sorry all right Coppin, please sorry all right Coppin, please how much time do i have moderate <laughs> no um uh but yeah that, i mean yeah i mean honestly when it comes to um, 
I mean, look, when I'm not, I'm not gonna get into my personal yeah, nah, feelings nah, nah. towards anybody. <laughs> um, uh, but just in terms of whether they, um, you know, support the president, um, however you may feel about that, however misguided or, or however you may feel about 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 their support or not misguided, however you may feel about about that, um, I feel like as long as they are respectful towards uh, the the uh, the other actors and actresses on set, respectful towards the production, respectful towards the creators and their vision, mm-hmm. um, and they do the job well, and they understand the job that they're supposed to do, and they show up for work every day, they give it their all, and you know they understand that the material is what it is, and uh, you know they don't act or play a role and then go home and tweet about how, how stupid the role is or anything dumb like that. Oh, they're not doing stuff like that. Then uh, no, I don't have any issue with it. I compared to, uh, you know, me and Kendall talked about this with Imperial or uh, Gina Carano. Yeah. Right? We'll um, get into that probably which, later. In the, which in, 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 we'll probably get into that later in the show, but yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother. Yeah. That's a whole other. Well, that's a whole other thing, yeah. but um, which, yeah, we are, we are going to bring that up again later on the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't. In terms of you know them having roles, no, I don't think they should be barred from roles for that. Um, and when it comes to the ethnicity and, and the the religious aspect, I think it would be best if they were, uh, you know, uh, if they were the same ethnicity and religion of of the source characters. Um, and I certainly understand um, those that are that may be very unhappy with 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 Disney casting someone that is not of their, of that same ethnic or religious background. Um, and, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think I kind of go here. I kind of flip flop back and forth, honestly, between them. Cause on the one hand, yes, I do want someone who re- really represents that culture. But on the other hand, uh, I also want someone who can play the role very well. <laughs> you know, I don't want someone, I don't want them to cast someone just because they are of this religious background and they kind of mail it in or they just are not able to play the role well. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, it's, you know, respectful of the source material. Yeah. But it's not good, you know, or it's a clear sore spot. Yeah. Where they didn't need to be a sore spot, you know. I mean, I would, I think maybe a decent compromise may be if they have the character, you know, come out and say even though i'm not of this background what you know whatever i try to get as much i'm going to try to get as much feedback from members of that community as i can sure. you know or so you know something to just this something to show that they're not just okay good i got this paycheck you know i got this bag um you know so so yeah i don't know i mean that's that's probably the best answer i can come up with that's a very tough question i'm, I'm sure i'm not able to resolve the issue you know here on the yeah, podcast but but yeah, it's it's a definitely a very touchy issue, and uh, you know I understand the the feelings of everyone involved in terms of people not feeling, people feeling uh, unhappy with what Disney has done. Um, but I, I'm not killing Disney over their decisions just yet. Kendall on the podcast as well. Kendall, what do you make of this uh, controversy that seems to be brewing? Thank you, Mister Witness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um... So <laughs> guilty, <laughs> guilty to yeah. all time. Yeah. So, uh, Your Honor, um, I have to make that decision when the decision is when I have to make it. I don't want to make any decisions before uh, it comes to me. 
where I have all the facts. Are you are you are doing a are you in a bit uh uh from one of our uh, new uh Supreme Justice Supreme Court justices? Uh, Mr. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe certain people. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, look, I think in terms of you know whether or not a person is a uh, an actor is a however their political leanings are. Uh, we have to understand. I mean, look, I don't know how old this gentleman is, but he's probably he, he's young. He's he's a young. Yeah, but say he's no older than twenty. Maybe he may be a kid. He may be under eighteen. So I personally don't really care what his political. He didn't vote. <laughs> I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. If he's over if he's over eighteen, then maybe he did. But like, I don't really care that much. Um. Yeah, Matt Lentz is again 19. like smart. Care more. What you say? Matt Lentz is nineteen, by the way. Okay, nineteen. So maybe he did vote. I I don't know. I'm not, I'll give him that credit, but. Point being, I don't, I'm not gonna, you know. Again, it goes. It's less about who a person voted for. When you're talking about in the workplace, who a person voted for, what even their political ideas are, as much as it is, um, like Shamar said, how respectful they are in the workplace, how respectful are, are they of the brand and of the characters and of the stories. And if if they're not, then then again, that's a decision you have to make. But it's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna base it off of you know, who you're supporting in terms of the politics. Um, not at this small of a level. If we're talking, like, the face of the show, and, you know, we're talking about a billion-dollar project, that's a little different. But we're talking about, a, a you know, a kid playing a side character in, in Miss Marvel. I'm not going to... I'm not going to say he shouldn't have the role. Because um, that, that's a tough criteria for Marvel to pick off of. You know, are they at so now? Are we interview when we're interviewing yeah, say, candidates? Who did you vote for? Yeah, are we ask them who you voting for. I mean, now we're getting into a slippery slope, and you know, does that have anything to do with how good you are at playing the character? So, yeah. I don't have the big issue there. When you're talking about um, me personally, when you're talking about the the, the religious, um, you know, ethnic backgrounds thing. I've said it before. You know, there are liberties that you can take. I've been a little more open to there being liberties, depending on if the person is leaveable in that role. Um, if, like, again, if you told me that, you know, The Rock is a very, he's always been a very ethnically ambiguous kind of actor. Yeah, I was going to bring him he up. Can play a, he can play a, a, a myriad of different people, of different ethnicities and races and he has yeah i feel like black adam is still kind of a, a controversy waiting to yeah it kind of is and you know it it's never offended any i mean maybe it has but it hasn't it's never offended me as a consumer it's never it never offended me if the rock's playing somebody that he's not that he's not uh supposed to be playing quote unquote um so it's and then the religious thing is also a little bit of a slippery slope because like you know religion in theory you, you could be any you could be anybody Say you yeah. show up at the interview and say I converted yesterday. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, so I think the diff. But yeah, go ahead, Kendall. Oh no, yeah, I was, yeah. I was just gonna say because you know that, and then that that kind of thing is then, you know, again another slippery slope. What were you gonna say, Jay? No, I was gonna say I think the thing with the religion um, is I think the the only difference I would say with this is you know when if you have someone who you know is a Turkish hijabi, I mean that's you know there are are, are more orthodox you know, practices of all different kinds of religions, and then there's more, less orthodox, for lack of a better term, or, or religions, you know, that's that to me, it sounds as if I'm not at all an expert on any of this. Neither, none of us are. Uh, but it is part of our culture, and that's why we, it is important at least to bring up this controversy. Um, you know, to me, that that is probably a little more 
serious. And I think, you know, just thinking well, you kind of just put anyone in the role, I think for some people could be a little bit offensive. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm never going to get upset at anybody for what they, people have the right to get upset about what right. I'm not going to say, oh, cancel culture is out of control. Sure. You know, I, I could care less about, you know, I don't say I could care less, but I, you know, if you, you have your right to, to, to be upset about anything, yeah. um, I, I just, I'm never going to be the person that's, that's going to complain if someone, again, if they are outrageous examples, I, I don't want, um, you know, Matthew McConaughey playing Black Panther, you know, right. because, oh, well, you know, he says he's uh, African, actually, you know, right. he's adopted, like, you know, there's outrageous examples, but, but then there are times where you're like, all right, I mean, you know, oh, this person is, is Filipino, but they're playing, you know, someone Hispanic, or I don't know, like, they, situations where maybe it's a little more ambiguous, and then you're, you're just gonna let it go, you're just gonna say, I, I mean, does it ruin the character? You know, are they playing? Do they look? Because you know, again, this is all none of, all this stuff is fiction. And then we're talking mm-hmm. about religion. I mean, again, they're playing a character. I understand the, you know, I understand. I understand in certain aspects, you could say, oh, this person may play that character better if they are of that religion, and then that goes into the decision making process. But everything else to me is PR. It's not, you know, it's like what we talked about with Moon Knight. You know, does Moon have to be Jewish? I mean, he doesn't have to be Jewish for the show to be any good. The actor, he just has to be Jewish for PR reasons. And, sure. you know, does the PR reasons, is that something that I would have considered if I was Marvel? Probably. You know, like you mentioned, it would have been it, it would have ran, it would have been a great headline. And it may have draw, drew people in. But does it have any bearing on the show? Not if you not if you've identified someone that you feel is better than all of the other candidates. So that's how I feel about it, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's um, it's it's. It, I understand the frustration of of, of people, um, especially the the Trump supporter thing. I understand the 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 frustrations of, of some people, but you know, it's you know, I always like to just you know, that's always tough because again, the kid didn't. He's not as far as I know. I haven't seen the tweets, but he's. I don't think he's going on Twitter and saying, you know, he's saying Islamophobic. Yeah, yeah right. Then not, that, yeah, then I mean, I mean the, t- the tweets. Yeah, the tweets. I see nothing has been Islamophobic. I mean, he did like a Candace Owens tweet and a, a Charlie Kirk tweet, but like none of them. Right. You know, the that, that stuff is like I'm not a fan of it personally. Right. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it, but you know, I mean, I, I don't know. So, I, so, I, so, I, so, I, so, I like that to be a some of this stuff. But yeah, so, so, no, sorry. So real quick, I don't want to spend so much time on this, but I do feel like, look, in terms of uh, Lentz, I, I kind of agree with you guys. Like, I don't think that it's appropriate to just say, you know, someone's political, unless I got a, bet, a much better understanding of exactly what their political views are. I think it's, I think it becomes a very slippery slope but if we're just saying you can't play a role uh, that, you know, because you like to tweet from people that, you know, some people find offensive or, uh, you know, abhorrent. I, I I think that that's, especially if the tweets themselves, which I read, they are what they are. I mean, but, you know, is it something that's super Islamophobic or racist or whatever? No, not not from what I have seen. Do they, you know, seem to lean support for the president? And one of them seemed to lean support for Kanye West, which was a little odd. Um, yes, they do. But that and, and you know does what Trevor, President Trump uh, espouse and represent go against really everything that 
uh, Miss Marvel, the character, has represented? Yes, it does. It's keeping it 100. It is. It is what it is. I think that whether you're right, left, or anything, the Trump fans, Trump supporters, whatever, or a Trump, uh, a Trump opponent, I mean, I think anyone who knows this canon knows that. I don't think that necessarily means that, you know, that should disqualify you completely from being in a role, particularly if, if you're the best person for the role. Um, so, so, and I do, and I do think, I do agree with Kendall, I think the age does matter. You know, if this was a 30-year-old guy, okay, maybe I feel a little more weird about it. I feel like maybe more homework could have been done. Um, but, right. but I, I would argue, I, I don't think Marvel had any idea he, this is how this kid felt. Right. Uh, that's, that's, how, that's how I feel. Maybe, maybe I'm giving them not enough credit. Being that these guys, you know, Disney is like, you know, the, the overlords that need to know everything about everything. But as we've seen with, you know, one of their 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 actors this week, I mean, maybe they don't, you know. So, yeah. um, which we'll get to later in the show. So, you know, I I, I feel like I don't, you know, I, that aspect of it, I think, is a little bit unfair. I think the 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 friend who's you know playing Nakia. And the and the and the, the 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 actress that's playing, you know, her mom. That to me is a little more on the nose of that. This shouldn't. This should have been handled better. I mean, to me, it's it's not that hard to find, you know, a hijabi actress to play this character, and to pick someone who is half the half white thing doesn't bother me honestly as much because I think that when we get into ethnicities and biracial stuff, that that because now you're saying, well, this person isn't actually what they are and i think that's a little unfair because you know half black people half latino people all these people these are all there are a lot of people who deal with this kind of plight that they deal with which you know they're not really accepted by anyone so do i think that you know because you're half something you don't deserve any shot at a role no i think that you know getting a christian i think was i think we add that to that that she's also a christian it's like okay well now it looks like we weren't trying that hard really you really were just like let me find just the most like um, there's like the, the the brown girl that will be most like acceptable, quote unquote. Again, use quote heavily there in our culture to put on this show next to the our our, our star actor. That's how it looks to me when you make a move like that. I'm not saying that's what they were trying to do, but to me, if you're smart, you would know that that's how that could look, and maybe you, you should try something a little different. So my my question: How many people that are going to watch Ms. Marvel? Mm-hmm. But obviously, us. We, we, we know all the little things and all the little details. How many people, again, unless they're changing the character to fit the actress, then that's another problem. Now well, that's like, a, that's right, very now, problematic if you do that. Yeah, now it's like, all right, now we're getting to areas where now I do have a problem. <laughs> you know, I personally have a problem. But, you know, if, if she's playing the character how she is in the comics, yeah. how many people yeah. are even going to know? Yeah, I was going to say that. Well, I think yeah. the issue, well, Kendall, I, let me just answer this, Shannon. One thing, I, I think the, 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 the reason why I feel this way and the reason why I would criticize that is because these are the kind of roles that don't have really any rep- any representation in Hollywood, any representation in our American cinema. So it's not like there aren't actors out there. There are, but their representation on a Disney Plus kind of platform is n- non-existent. So when these roles come out and they're very, they're like literally like unicorns and you're giving them to folks who don't fit the description of these roles when you know you know you know they asked me is still um you know a half uh turkish woman so she is still going to be dealing with immense amounts of discrimination in hollywood let's keep it 100 but still this kind of specific role there there's that actress out there who who would never get looked at for almost anything 
that you would hope would get looked at for this. So when they don't, I understand the frustration when, you know, the, the Muslim, the Indian, Indian Pakistani thing. First of all, there's a, a large cultural issue there just because of the beef between those two countries. So to me, that also is kind of like y'all should have known a little better just just on a basic level why that would be offensive to some people. But still, that looks the same where it's like, you know, that to me was even a little easier to figure out. You should have been able to find a Pakistani middle aged woman. That's not hard. It looked like you weren't trying. That's where the, the problem comes. These are not roles that are going to be just... It's not like, well, we'll have 10 other Miss Marvel kind of projects. But we will have 10 other projects that have, have white people, have people who aren't hijabi. Like, that. those roles come out. You know, that that's that's where these people have their frustration. And I understand it. Uh, last thing on the sham real quick. Oh, okay, Kendall, you want to respond? And then Shemar, one last thing. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say real quick. You know, that's a... I mean, that's a good point. Um, you know, I... I what you're saying is 100% correct in terms of the logic. And it makes sense why people are upset. I guess the only question I would have is if you're Marvel, does that stop you from picking the best person for the role? And that's the question. Now, if they didn't pick the best person in the role, if, they, if, their, if their grand scheme was, yeah, because because it's better for the, you know, the Hollywood norms, if we pick this person or I'm more comfortable with this person because of reasons outside of their ability to play the character, then... Then yes, I have a problem. But if if it had no, but you know, but I guess the argument would be, you know, how many great actors just don't get in the door who would be best for a role because they're not white. Well, I mean, that's about the pre-evaluation process. Yeah, if they come to that determination through interviews and you know auditions, and I'm not, and 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 like I'm not familiar with, I'm I've never acted in anything. Obviously, I'm not familiar with the Holly the whole process procedure. I know a lot of people have agents. A lot of people have this and that. So I know people have access to things, and 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 that could probably be a whole other discussion, I'm sure, with regards to people getting access to gigs and auditions and things like that. Um, you know, and I think I was going to say something similar to what Kendall said, which is which would have been I don't know who they auditioned. You know, I don't know if they did audition. You know, maybe they did audition several people. I I don't know. You know, I don't know if they did. I don't know if they didn't. I don't know if they should have just excluded. You know, this woman that got the role and in, in several others, uh, I don't know, you know, but I mean, I feel like if they feel like they chose the best person for that role um, and it's someone that and I didn't see I was, I was going to say I didn't see their audition. They could have done an unbelievable job playing this role. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Or they could have yeah. done a, 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 a BS job, poor job. I don't know. I feel like when I won't really be able and, to. No, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I was just gonna say, I, I feel like I, I mean, it'll be really hard to tell, um, but just right now, based on this information, I'm not, I, I can't really jump down their throat about any of there's, this. There's also a little. There's also apparently, I don't know which actor this is. I'm nail nailed down because whenever you have stories like this that aren't, there's no article written. It's just people on Twitter talking. But apparently, there's someone <laughs> who is a sex offender who also is on this show, or at least had some. Oh. Issues related to that. I don't want to. I don't want to just say that they are. That's I don't know. What, so, so it just yeah. seems like this was like this has become like yeah, was, snowballing. Was, was, was some odd background checks being made. <laughs> yeah, you know, it seems to be a snowballing, and I think that the, these other all these issues seem to kind of make it look like, like Kendall said, Disney didn't maybe do the homework they should have. That's what it looks like to a lot of people. Disney, when you furlough your entire human resources department. <laughs> um, <laughs> like twenty shows at once. Yeah, or that. You know, I mean, it's 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 tough. I mean, 
none of this stuff so, sounds good. And again, I think in isolated incidents, these are probably you can probably explain them off. It's just when EJ throws, you know, problem after problem, they start to question. All right, what, what is, what's happening here? Yeah, what's going on? Right? I mean, this is a, this is, I, I, you know, I kind of said before, oh, it's just Miss Marvel, but I mean, this is supposed to be a major project. This isn't right. Uh, Agent Carter. This is a major streaming uh, project that they're doing. So, and and it's yeah, and it's I mean, it's a project that's also groundbreaking. You know, like imagine yeah. if Black Panther had these issues. Right, had these issues. I mean, we. No, I know. It, so no, Miss Marvel isn't as big as Black Panther, but it's, it's it has a similar groundbreaking you say that, effect. And Disney, of all people, should know what what's Black Panther with all these issues. It's Mulan, which didn't make facts. The nearly the amount of money. That they wanted or had didn't generate right. nearly the amount of hype because it turned wanted. off it turned off a segment of their uh, yeah, they audience a, that they needed that they wanted to see the movie that was right. just like I'm not I'm not I'm not watching because the actress feels a certain way so right. I look I mean now again that's tougher because that's the lead actress and there's a whole lot of other yeah. stuff with the movie that may have happened but um and there's just one more thing I want to say on this before you tie a bow on it um. I want to make this clear, too, because I think too often in our discourse, um, and I'm not blaming you guys. This happens every time these kind of conversations come up, With every every time I've ever seen someone talk about it. But I think too often in our discourse, when we say, well, shouldn't it just go to the best person? Like, maybe this person was the best person. I think too often, I think, you know, us being, you know, three black men on this podcast who have all faced varying levels of discrimination in our life, you know, sometimes we also got to consider... Well, maybe this person got it, and they weren't as the best. They got it because they're not a certain thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think too often we give the benefit of the doubt. Say, like, oh, well, they must have just got it because they Wait, were. I don't, yeah, I, yeah, the I don't best. know. She's the best person. I don't know. But I just that's why I say I just hope that that's why they that's not right. That. And, right, and we all hope that. I'm just saying I think it's important for our audience to understand as well that yeah. sometimes it's not always just well the person got it because they were the best. Sometimes they. They got it because they weren't. Yeah, they were white or they were whatever. Like that happens, yeah. you know. I trust yeah, absolutely. I if this were Marvel television under Ike Perlmutter, then I'd be more like this. All reeks of corporate, <laughs> right? Sure. You know, corporate comeback stuff. But you know, look, I trust Kevin Feige. He's he's made very few casting mistakes in his career. You know, I mean, there are very few that I can think of. But um, so I trust that he, you know he's gonna make the right choice. You know. I, but I don't know, you know, uh, you know, this is one of those deals where like smart, it's going to be hard to really adjudicate unless, unless the kid that the kid does something crazy or continues to get crazier in terms of his political, uh, you know, commentary, or if, you know, one of these, these actors or actresses just aren't really good in the role. And then we're just going to be like, yeah, she's probably the worst one in the, in the show. They could have cast someone else that fit, but that, that's rare and it's pretty, pretty unlikely. So. It's gonna be well, hard to adjudicate whether or not this was a uh, success or not. Well, look, I, I didn't expect, uh, I didn't know this conversation to be this long, but uh, you know, shout out to um, everybody working on Miss Marvel. I hope these concerns people have get addressed in some way, and I hope that whatever product they're able to put forth uh, will do the fans justice and will do the canon justice. Because what, what you know, the worst nightmare you could think of is you know. You know, this show ends up being kind of a flop, and you realize all these shortcuts were taken in casting, and you really see, man, what could have been? We don't want that to happen. 
we, you know, if it's, if it's trash, we want it to be trash because of you did everything you could and it just didn't work out. We don't want to have these other things kind of distracting from the, the, the work. So that, that's all I'll, I'll say uh, on that. All, all I'll say is uh, I yield the rest of my time. <laughs> uh, and the rest of the time, we'll be talking about other stories. And, and, and the top story this week uh, it came down last week. It was a mega one. So Warner Brothers announces all of its movies set to be released in 2021 will be available both in theaters and on HBO simultaneously. HBO Max, that is, simultaneously. The company is calling the move a, quote, one-year venture. Uh, that means films like The Suicide Squad, among others, will join Wonder Woman 1984 on the streaming app for a limited time. This move uh, is being met with praise, but also criticism from movie fans who say it marks the beginning of the end of the movie theater industry as we know it. So, Sham, do you agree with them? Right, I'm sorry. Could you? Could you? HBO Max. Oh, HBO Max. Yeah. Um. Do you agree well, that this is? Do you agree that? Sorry, the question. I don't know if you heard me. The question was, do you agree with the folks who are saying that all these movies going to HBO Max marks the beginning of the end of the movie theater industry? Because that's what we got. We got a lot of fear mongering. A lot of people very upset uh, last week. A lot of. Yeah, there's been a lot of fear mongering. You know, I think people are people are getting very. I think people need to. Um, you know, need to take a deep breath to breathe. People need to go outside again. Well, I wouldn't. Well, I'm not telling. Please people wear a mask if you do. Wear a mask. I'm not telling people to spread anything around, but people need to take a deep breath. People need to calm down, and they need to, and they need to, <laughs> they need to understand that this is not going to last forever. Okay, the vaccine is on its way. Hopefully, it's very effective. The word on the word on the street is it is very effective, but hopefully, it is. We're going to have many of them. And when the vaccine is out, people are going to go to the movies. Later on this year, if these movies are coming out later in the year and they're available on HBO Max, I may, I may, I'm not saying I will, I may want to go see it in a movie, right? If, if, it's, if, I ha- if I'm vaccinated and the cases are super low and things are much better. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll decide to just, just for the sake of going to the movies again. Maybe I'll decide to go see it in a movie. Um, so, no, I don't, I don't think this is the death of, of movies. I think that's very, I think that's very dramatic. I, I don't think that's the case at all. Um, now, I may just be kind of projecting my own love of movies onto others. I don't know how the general uh, person feels about going to the movies. I enjoy going to the movies. I don't think this is the death of going to the movies. Um, and I think that uh, Warner Brothers... I mean, it, it, I feel like for Warner for Warner Brothers, Warner Media, whatever, whatever the... <laughs> whatever the big... the big Whoever the big Warner boss is. Media, yeah. Um, you know, I feel like they... <laughs> <Nah, stinky. laughs> I feel like they <laughs> know that uh, he's, this is going to be the test run, right? To see how much money am I making compared to if I release all these movies? Uh, you know, if they were all multi-million dollar, close to billion dollar hits, right? I mean, how much how much revenue uh, am I bringing in to HBO Max by doing this? And I think the answer will undoubtedly be not nearly as much. That's my that's my guess. Um, but I don't know how much money streaming brings in. I I know Netflix is massive. But I don't think these releases are going to turn HBO Max into another Netflix. Not these releases alone. Though I think they'll help, but I don't think they will. So 
yeah, I think people are. I think I think I think people are getting a little. People are getting a little too upset about this, and I, I feel like if this virus was, if this were a situation where this was a kind of like you know it'll be years and years, then I'd be like, oh, I don't know, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So I think this is. I think this is not going to be the death of movies at all. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny. You talk about people who, uh, who are, you know, losing their minds over this. Uh, you can, you can, uh, put Christopher Nolan in that category. Um, <laughs> who basically came out and said, these movies, this, this you know, HBO max that streaming service stinks. They, all they want to do is kill the movie theaters, you know, and kill the, 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 the movies in general. And it, I'm just like, wow. It's not a surprise though. Boris Kitt kind of when the, when this was bot when this was dropped, he kind of, you know, led people to believe that yes, Christopher Nolan is not going to be happy about this. It's very obvious, honestly. If you just paid attention to the the tenant stuff, it was obvious that he was not going to be happy about this. But, um, but I don't know where else is he going to go. I mean, is he, I mean, I would imagine his, his Warner Brothers stuff might be done at this point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is. When we talked about the Wonder Woman situation last week, I said Wonder Woman alone offers little value to HBO Max. But then if you told me that I got movies like Space Jam and Godzilla, that you know, then then you have me talking a little bit. Now I may have to. Now I may have. Now if I'm somebody who's not subscribed to HBO Max, I'm like I kind of have to if I'm getting these movies. I didn't really expect them to put their entire calendar on HBO Max, and that's what they're doing. And an entire year of movies, basically every month. I mean, seventeen movies. That's at least a movie a month, mm-hmm. almost a movie and a half. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's something where these people. I mean, I think it's people are just getting too scared, and 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 I understand the filmmakers' fear, but I think it's unfounded. The movies are gonna, yeah. and and like, I mean, where else? The no one's home. Unless you're like Elon Musk, right? Is gonna Shaq. replicate yeah. or Shaq is gonna replicate the movie going experience. No, I mean, yeah, the audio, right? The right, visual, right. there's a lot. There's a lot to it. Um, now, as technology progresses, will home theaters become more prevalent? I think so. I mean, you know, we we were probably. at a time when computers. Well, yeah. weren't everywhere and now they're everywhere it may not be like 50 it may be 30 40 years from now this right. may be nothing right that's affecting us in the near future but you know there may be a time where that movie theater quality is isn't isn't almost every year. but it's the reason why i i agree with shamari that in terms of the death of the movie theater business is that i think it goes to a little bit of what ej has had and said on this show for a while now um He's had a he's had a little bit of a scoop. He was the first one to the story. He broke it. Yeah, scoop. That the Batman was gonna be pushed back to yeah. 2022. Yeah. And that leads me to believe that this has probably been in the works for a little bit now. Yeah. I think they've probably known for a few months that this thing doesn't get any better, or if it gets worse, like Fauci and the, the doctors are, are are telling us it will, then. All of the movies next year are going to HBO Max because they saw the numbers of HBO Max weren't great, and because of that, I think that's part of the reason why the Batman got pushed back, and because they're not going to put the Batman on HBO Max. Mm. If they like, that's the money making movie. You look at there you go the movies that they put on HBO Max, Space Jam, look animated movie, LeBron. I mean, 
The Who's to say it's not Uncle Drew? I think it'll get money. I think it'll make money. The Who's to say it's gonna be good? I don't know. It could stink. The last few basketball. Yeah, I, I tell. I tell you what. I think LeBron James will tell you that it's not Uncle Drew. <laughs> he will tell me that. LeBron will also tell me he's better than Jordan, which is a whole another conversation. So I'm not believing him on everything. So point being, you know, you got Space Jam. You got, uh, you know, The Matrix is a big one, but. You know, it's Godzilla the, versus Kong, which was done with a, with a different, which was done with a, a different studio. Yeah, it's a big one, you know. But they kind of they botched that whole role, and they announced that like five years ago. They've kind of botched it ever since. Um, and what's the other major one? I mean, Suicide Squad is a sequel to a bad movie. I mean, it's just Kendall just Kendall's just burying Warner Brothers today. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> just, just burying that whole slate, man. Like, all you know, straight to DVD type movies. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> hey, come on. Empty if you're looking at these movies. But yeah, Mortal Mortal Kombat is in, is in that slate. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. I mean, that's not a. Yeah, Kendall. He's just, he's just burying these movies. Not a billion dollar project. Who's he What the last video game? Good video game movie. I mean, <laughs> we're talking guy. about properties that are in the heights. That, people are really excited about in the heights. Dune is a big one. Dune is a big one. Dune is a big one. In the in the heights is a big one. What'd you say? In the heights, people are really excited about in the heights. But yeah, but I mean, it's not Tenet. You know, what's it? Kind of like it ain't Ralph though. Yeah, no, exactly. So I that that's the reason why I feel like this is probably more of an experiment. And Kendall basically, Kendall basically, like, yo, this is a weak year. They could do this. Yeah, this is a yeah. They look at the numbers. They're like, you know, this is this free agent class is kind of weak. Maybe we just punt, <laughs> we punt this season. We tank. How about that? Get a draft pick. Um, yeah, no, I think I think their goal is. We have to increase subscriptions for HBO Max. Because, again, we mentioned it last week. You know, we talked about, you know, the premium stuff and how they how are they releasing these movies for free. Um, like, Chris Rinaldi even came out today and was like, it makes no economic sense what they're doing. They're idiots. You know, I mean, he really was eviscerating Warner Brothers. But they looked at the numbers, and they see the numbers at Netflix. Netflix isn't stupid. They, 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 they see Netflix raking in billions. And so their goal is we want to replicate Netflix, with but instead of Netflix having to pay all these other places for the properties, they're saying we're only going to release our own stuff, right? Just like Disney, Disney's going to make even more because Disney already has a huge subscriber base. So you think that this Disney thing is inevitable now that it's happened? That's the question, and I, we may find out next week. We may have an answer for you by next week because Iger. Right. And Chapik is a big meet. Is a big phone call meeting this week. Yeah. So I mean, we may know this week, but uh, I, it's tough. Where, where, where is your so head so so? Here's my thing. So I want to first of all, I want to quickly read these Nolan comments on this. Um, when they asked him about what his reaction was, his decision to release the, the entire slate for 2021, <laughs> he said, "Oh, through uh, screw Stanky, screw and start off." <laughs> He, he he said, "Oh, I mean disbelief, especially the way in which they did it. Uh, there's so much controversy around it because they didn't tell anyone. In 2021, they've got some of the top filmmakers in the world. They've got some of the biggest stars in the world who worked for years in some cases on these projects, very close to their hearts. That are meant to be big screen experiences. They're meant to be out there for the wildest uh, possible audiences, and now they're being used as a lost leader for the streaming service, for the fledging streaming service, without any consultation. So there's a lot of controversy." It's very, 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 very messy. A real bait and switch. Yeah, it's sort of not how you treat filmmakers and stars and people who these guys have been have given a lot of these a lot for these projects. They've deserved 
be consulted, spoken to about what was going to happen to their work. So here's what I'll say about this. Um, look, it's funny. I was actually watching a WWE uh, documentary. It was actually on the Monday Night Wars, uh, the, the, the battle between Vince McMahon and Ted Turner. And, and you know, Vince was kind of talking about some of the, you know, cheap shots that he felt that WCW took. And, you know, he's like, some, some people will say, you know, well, you know, it's not, it's not personal, it's just business. And, and, you know, Vince said, well, you know, my business is personal to me. And, you know, when I first looked at this known quote, I kind of felt, man, it's not personal, it's business. But, I mean, this is his art. Forget about business. So it is personal to him to some degree. So I do understand that a little bit. Um, and I do think that Warner Brothers, I felt Warner Brothers, I think in some way felt they were in a, 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 a tough spot. Because they knew if they went to their collaborator and say, yo, this is what we're going to do, they would have been a complete, uh, what's the word, like, coup, basically, a Warner Brothers, trying to make sure this didn't happen. I mean, there would have been, the, been a complete uh, uh, opposition that would have been formed very quickly to, to bring about this campaign to make sure that Warner Brothers didn't go through with this. So I think WB felt like they had to move in silence to some degree to make this happen. They couldn't tell anybody, couldn't consult anybody because... These folks, as we talked about last week, I, I lived into Patty Jenkins, and I don't. I stand by every word I said last week. Um, they they made it very clear what they wanted, um, but that's not what Warner Brothers wanted. And at the end of the day, whatever contracts they signed, clearly they got the power to do this because nobody's taking them to court. So, uh, so it is what it is. I, what I will say is, you know, do I think Warner Brothers should have reached out to these people? You know, yes, I think they should have. I think even if that would have meant a much more tougher fight to make this happen, I think that that courtesy. Uh, should have been allotted a little bit. I do feel like there's a little bit of pretentious um, words here for Nolan. Because to me, he does sound like he's taking uh, personal shots at this company for making a move that, while, yes, is um, monetary in regards to, you know, business, there is a sense of, like, you're trying to save your own your own back behind because your service isn't working and now you're using our work to save your your work, which is a fair criticism, I think. But I also feel like there's every time these these creatives speak, there's never any consideration for fan safety. And I think that's where the pretentious to me, the pretentious tint to this to me comes in. Because while Warner Brothers is also thinking about that, they're also thinking about we gotta do something that's gonna make people feel safe to watch these movies. Whether the money is the motivation is kind of irrelevant because people's safety is legitimately in ri- at risk. You know, I had a, a friend of mine at work. Um, uh, she, I saw her tweet today. You know, you know, she's like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you know, I said this. But in 2020, 2019, this would have sounded crazy. But I feel like right now, uh, participating in indoor downing feels like the most dangerous thing you could probably do right now in America. Which sounds crazy if I would have told you a year ago I said that. And to me, I'm like. I mean, going to movie theater would be a very close number two, if you ask me. And and I think that what I don't see from these folks is any any real uh, acknowledgement that people people going to see your movie may die because they went to see your movie. That like just that simple. And what I don't see also is any real alternatives to what they want Warner Brothers to do. Because the reason why I'm kind of side-eyeing this Christopher Nolan quote, because, you know, as you said, Boris Kitt had the scoop that, hey, Nolan's going to be the one that's not okay with this. He wasn't happy with what happened with Tenet. My question to Christopher Nolan is, 
what the hell did you want Warner Brothers to do with Tenet? I mean, I feel like they delayed it, and they they and he was com- crying and complaining about it the whole summer about how they were trying to work it out, and even when theaters were closed, there really wasn't much they could do. Instead of delaying it for another summer, they put it out because he was the one that said that you had to see this in the movie theater. There was no way you had to have it in a service, and it flopped in America. It did okay internationally because internationally the cases were different, and, and it did, so it didn't do as poorly out there. But you know, the movie was not the, the smash it was supposed to be. And to me, I, I just I, I kind of have trouble really taking to heart people's critiques without any ulterior you know proposition. My thing is okay. You don't like what's being done. What do you want to be done? I have not seen. I don't think I've seen one person say what should be done. Because I know for certain it can't just be just drop the movies on the dates they're supposed to be out. That's not an option. It just isn't. There, I mean, how many people died this week? Two thousand people died. Something like that. Something crazy. I mean, today. I mean, I think two thousand people died yesterday. Like, that's just not an option <laughs> with this pandemic. Like, people got to get their heads out of the sand and understand what time it is. So, if you don't want them to put it out on any streaming service at all, okay, that's fine. That's your position. What is your position? Do you want them to delay movies for two years? Because that's pretty much what you'd have to do. You couldn't drop a movie before the end of 2021 for there to be any chance that going to movie theaters would be deemed completely safe. That's just not going to happen, even for next year. Because probably not enough people are going to be vaccinated. So, what are you, are you, are, is, your, is your position that people should just take risks? You want to just put movies out? Whoever sees it, sees it. If you don't, sorry. Bad day for you. I want people to say that. Because then, first of all, I, I vehemently disagree. But at least now we're having a discourse and now we're having a conversation about what happens. And maybe there's a medium that makes sense that's best for everybody. But that's not happening. All I'm hearing is people throwing hissy fits. All I hear are people throwing temper tantrums and no solutions. Do I think that this is the most perfect solution in terms of helping the movie industry and the theater industry and everything? Obviously not. Do I think there's a little bit of self-preservation for Warner Bros. putting it on their own app, when, even though they have movies in this situation that are collaboration with other studios. Yeah, that's a little nasty. I'm not going to lie. Do I think it's nasty? You didn't tell them. Yeah, it's a little nasty. I'm not going to lie. But the lack of other safety propositions to make, I mean, excuse me, other propositions that are safe, that can let these movies come out and have people see them, or you're just saying we don't put movies out until... I mean, even if that's your proposition, just no movies until 2022, all right, well, at least that's a, a position. Then we can talk about it. But just the yelling and throwing your hands up, and, like, I, I can't deal with it. Like, it, it, it. like, these last few days have been a little annoying to me because I've seen this this temper tantrum be, be, you know, go on for several days waiting for what people want, them, what to, want to happen. Waiting. Didn't comment on what I thought about this position. I was like, what, did it, what What? do y'all want? And nothing. No one finally gets a chance to speak. What does he tell us? Nothing. He insults the, the brand. He says you should have talked to the creators. I agree with that. He's right about that. But no solutions. So if you don't got a solution, I don't need to hear from you. Keep your mouth shut. It's that simple. Do I, I mean, think that no this one... is the end of movie theaters as a whole? I think that that's a thing I gotta wait to see. I can't say for certain because I feel like as I said last week, now... You know, hearing the concerns and seeing some of the arguments that are being made, you know, it crystallized me a little bit. I know last week I probably sounded a little, salt, you know, a little spicy, saying that I thought this was ridiculous that movie theaters would die. You know, hearing people articulate some of their concerns better this week 
definitely maybe, okay, maybe think about it. But I still think I'm going to wait and see because I still feel like that that um, experience is going to be sought out by people. Obviously, because all you guys are yelling and going crazy on social media. If there, if there wasn't that appetite for it, y'all, none of that would exist. This backlash they're facing wouldn't exist. So clearly, there are a lot of you. The question is, is it enough to offset any losses you'll have by people who decide I'm never going to movie theater again? And I just don't think that's going to happen. I, I really don't think if you if y'all think this is a failing streaming service, as Nolan suggests, then this is then movie theaters are going to be fine because people as soon as movie theaters open, they're going to be like, I don't need this crap anymore, and they're going to move on. What are you going to say, Jim? Yeah. And, and um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, with, with Nolan, I kind of feel similar to how you felt about Patty Jenkins. I mean, Nolan took it a step sure. further. He's saying Warner Brothers, because this is, this is, this is like. These are personal attacks. These are straight up personal attacks against Warner Brothers. Patty Jenkins didn't say nothing. She's just like, oh, go, yeah. go see it in theaters if you can. Right. You know, this guy is just throwing a complete fit. And it's like, dude, there's a pandemic. Uh, when they gave him everything he wanted. They didn't affect any of his movies. Right. So, My issue is you, you got what you wanted. You got your movie out, and it was a failure. <laughs> Let's keep it 100. It failed in America. So, and when, that's why I got I, I felt away when I heard that, oh, he's going to have an issue. I'm like, what is he complaining about? Right. And, like, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, just, he's just whining just to whine. And he's, like, he's, he's completely not acknowledging that COVID is now apparently officially the leading cause of death in the U.S. over everything else, literally everything else. You're more likely to die from COVID than anything else in the United States right now. And it's, I mean, it's bad. It's only going to get worse. And he wants people to put themselves at risk, apparently. And, I mean, it's just, it's, that's, that's a shame. And he's, and like, I, he's like, he's like very vocally angry about yeah. it. That's and do you very want them to not, to not release these movies at all next year? Because that's the other right. alternative. It's like, oh, you know, we'll keep the people safe. Just push them all back. Warner Brothers has to run a business at the end of the day. Yeah. And they see they can get a steady amount of cash flow coming in you, with subscriptions. They get cash flow coming in. The people are happy because the movies are being seen. Yes. I don't know. I I mean, I understand the creators want yeah. to come out in the movie. And there's much less Come pressure. out in the theaters. There's much, but there's much less pressure now on these creators. Much less pressure on the creators. They can work on their other projects. They can work on their other projects. They're getting and their also, names out in there. terms of reception, well, yes, a lot more people are probably going to see their movies because of this. Uh, which is a good thing, I would think. But now, yeah. if the movie, if a movie's not good, a studio won't care. Like, or if a movie doesn't get right, like in years past, you had to make movies to make money, not to be good. It, the, yeah. the 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 priority from a filmmaker standpoint, right. I mean, was really just I gotta make a movie to make money so I can stay in work, and then number two, hopefully you can make money, and then hopefully it'll be good also. Like, at least right. that's what a a filmmaker that is trying to keep a job is doing. Right. You know, they have some that maybe are like, I don't care how much money he makes. And they may not, if they're really good, then they'll, they'll make a lot of money anyway. Right. But now you don't have to worry about that because the money is yeah. going to be there. You know, if your movie's bad, Wonder Woman will carry you. Like, yeah. so there's, mean, no, there's are, much less pressure on each individual movie. There are plenty of movies that I will always, I would always choose to see in theaters over. If Lord of the Rings. Return of the King. The first time I saw that, if that had come out straight to straight to stream, or I could choose to see it in a movie, 
You think I'm not choosing to see that in IMAX? Yeah. If, if Avengers, if the next Avengers movie comes out on Disney Plus, and it also comes out in IMAX, you think I'm not choosing to see yeah, that in IMAX? Yeah, in a normal circumstance, I, I'm going to the movies. Now, the difference is that it's all this does is give you more options in terms of. Now, there are there are some movies. It, it's a it's a select few. Most movies you kind of know, but there are there is a select few where you are kind of. 50, you're like, 50. Nah. You're like, I, I really kind of want to see it, but I like, really Godzilla feel versus like, Kong. I'd, I'd much rather go see that in the theaters. Yeah, if that were to come out and there weren't a pandemic and yeah. I had a choice, I'd say I want to go see that in the yeah. movie theater. It's now, probably there's, a much better viewing experience. Now, of the 17 movies that they put on there that they're going to have next year, I can probably count on one hand the amount that in a normal circumstance I go to see in, in theaters. Probably. Right. I, I, yeah, I agree. I think that there's a there's a much better chance that there's going to be movies that I w- would have never thought about seeing. A lot yeah. of movies a lot of people would never thought about seeing. That would get way more visibility because you can watch them at home during a pandemic with nothing else to do. Yeah. yeah. You may end up seeing all 17. There's going to be plenty of people that watch all Because you want to get your money's worth, which really isn't that much. Right. But you get your money's worth. Yeah. So I mean, it's again the value is tremendous, and 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 the theater consumers. experience. I mean, a lot of people kind of moan and groan and whine, and, and I think it's people trying to find to see the silver lining in the pandemic because it's a terrible situation. But I mean, the theater experience, while it may seem kind of cumbersome, it's an experience. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna. It's not something where I'm like, God, if I never have to do this again, you know, I'm not yeah, I'm, no, I'm no, not no, so no. angry and upset. Then if I am that angry and upset i find a different theater to go to right one that i like it's usually your problem with theater it's not your problems with the the activity and it's not so the theater experience isn't like something it's not like some old dying croaking experience that no that no no one under the age of of 27 is gonna ever ever want to do if they have the choice to stream we do have to wait and see what the response is going to be to this hbo stuff CPO max stuff because if if the response is so incredible that like so many more people watch the movies, everyone's like the movies generate way more buzz on social media and in the in the in the world on yeah. a streaming service than they would in theaters. Then you know these studios are gonna have to. Yeah, I mean they'll be thinking and, and I and I think I like the trend of releasing movies, some movies to stream and some movies in theaters, like with Netflix with a lot of their movies coming out and to stream, and then you know. Uh, Disney Plus. I well, though Disney, I mean, they didn't have a choice. But you know, it, I like the choice that some movies are coming out streaming, some are coming out in theaters. I like that that kind of choice and flexibility. Um, you know, but I think the, I think just think these filmmakers and these film purists are so scared. I think I, mean, I think with all the streaming movies, it just it just frightens them. It's like and there's so many frighten. there's so many movies. Like I mentioned the Batman one. That's an easy one. Like that's a movie that. There's just so much easy money to be made with a Batman movie that, like, putting it on a streaming That's, service, you're it not you're, make gonna, any sense. You're, you're costing yourself. Why would you put that on a streaming? Hundreds service? of billions of dollars. You're gonna, call, you're gonna cost yourself so much money. You know, it like, doesn't make any yeah, sense. How many to more drop people are gonna? How many more people are gonna subscribe to HBO Max just to see Batman than they would just buy a movie ticket? And then you get the money. Like, you're gonna make way more money. Now, that's one individual project. Again, one individual project doesn't move. That doesn't move subscriptions, but seventeen movies in a year may move subscriptions. They will move right, subscriptions. Yes. So that's what their that's that's their mindset. Which is why taking off Batman or moving it back keeps HBO Max profitable and still allows them to make that money. I think I think they're waiting until this pandemic is done. 
I think that's what their strategy is. I think they they want to they want to be able to have that time. And I mentioned it on our show last week. If you're, if you're Black Widow, and you want to make money, it's not going to be in August. I mean, it's not going to be in April or May when it's supposed to come out. It's not going to be in July, and it's not going to be in September. Because even if you get to September, you're not making the amount of money that you made now, or that you you would have made last year. You have I to wait till like... 2022 if you're talking about trying to really make the money that you that you are used to making. I feel like we'll see that movies aren't dead um, towards the middle to the end of next year. I feel like we'll see those movies start to really bring in money. Um, however you feel about it, whether you feel it's dangerous or not. I feel, I feel like we'll I feel like we'll see those movies bring in it won't be the same that it would have been before, but they'll bring in money. I feel like the fast movies and some of these other movies, people are gonna want to go to the movie theater, they're gonna get their vaccinations, and they're gonna go to the movie theater. And I think they're gonna make money. I think the theaters are gonna be happy. I think all this all this hysteria is gonna be gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean you gotta hope so if you're if you're AMC. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. They're the ones really with the stake in the game. I mean, I mean, Warner Brothers is like, we'll make the money anyway, regardless of what we do. We're, we're going to make the money. Yeah. Disney's like, regardless of what we do. So it comes down to Regal and AMC. They're the ones that are really uh, kind of, you know, kind of beholden to what the, the consumers do. Look, man, I, I, you know, we'll see how all this plays out. You know, I just think there's, there's, there's you know, people are paying again. Look, they can have their opinions and, you know, we're all, you know, once something happens, it's all about having the, the biggest take about what this means for the future of everything. That's how everything is now. Um, I want to, I want to still, you know, even in 2020, I want to be in a situation where I kind of take news day by day, you know, inch by inch. So, okay, this is a move that's happening. Does it raise concerns? You know, I didn't think as much, but after hearing people ask, okay, it raises some concern that I think we have to see play out. But, um, but I want to see, wait and see. I don't think that this is going to be the death of the movie theater. I really don't. Um, I truly feel that that experience, again, with all these people that are really upset, I mean, that, that experience clearly is very coveted. So that's once the people who decide, well, we're going to be the theater that the movie that puts out movies out in theater, I mean, they're going to be <laughs> car blanche. You know, I, I don't, you know, I, I think that. A lot of people are panicking. I think just like when the Fox Disney deal happened and everybody was saying this is the end of competition and Disney monopoly as we know it. I mean, look where we are. You know, how many years have we, we passed the Fox Disney deal? It, it, Disney doesn't own everything in the world. The landscape is no different really than it was. Yeah, nothing has really changed up. There have been no other mega collaborate collaborations. Fox was mega... doing it. They were making movies that no one cared about. You're right. They were making nobody cared about and nobody's. It's itching. Oh, why don't I got that Fox movie I've been waiting to see? Nobody's doing that. Everybody's cool. Everybody's calm. Those losses that those jobs that were losses were terrible. That was something that obviously they don't get back, and that's a terrible thing. But all this other stuff about Disney being our overlords that will now uh, tell us when we're going to eat, sleep, and, and breathe. None, none of that. None of that is happening. So, so everybody, yeah, exactly. Everybody, just take a chill pill, relax, Let's see how it goes. Let's continue our support. Once it becomes safe, if you're able to support theaters, please support theaters. I will, because um, I love movie theaters, and I don't want to see them go away. Uh, and we'll be okay. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fine, everybody. You know, But you know, there needs to be a consideration for people who don't have, uh, who are at risk for the, for the virus, who, who don't feel safe going, going out. And right now, it just isn't safe. It's not going to be safe for a while. Like, there needs to be that consideration. And I, what I don't see in any of these critiques is any consideration 
for people who yeah, nah. understand how de- dangerous and deadly this virus is and how dangerous it is to go outside. And that's why those people yeah, need to chill we, we, and make that and recognize what what kind of state we're in right now. Last thing, Kendall. And we're, we're, we've been joking about, uh, you know, all these mergers and stuff. And see, uh, Warner Brothers uh, is thinking about also changing the name uh, oh of HBO Max because oh. the Warner something. Because They should because know. the HBO Max thing, was it was a stupid name. It was kind of a stupid a name. Like I think it's too late now. I think you made your bed. Um, unless you told me there was new content. Like, a, there was like a, and I guess maybe look at the, the movies as like, yeah, like, now nah, this is like. This is a new brand. We weren't showing feature yeah, films before. Yeah, yeah, then the people were going to get even more scared. They'd be like, oh, no. Yeah, people, yeah, people just didn't associate. It just was dumb because people don't associate HBO with a, a movie studio. So yeah. it was dumb to be like, here's a streaming service that's, that emphasizes its movie catalog. Yeah. I know, when, I know, when, I know maybe in a, in a past time it was like, oh, but people watch the movies on HBO. And that is true. But that doesn't happen anymore. So that, it was a stupid that, name because that that connection didn't resonate with people. Yeah, so a lot of people. Are, they HBO. thought they just thought, oh, HBO has a is a great brand. It is. I mean, yeah. everybody loves HBO. Everybody knows HBO. Like, of course, if you're going to push them, so you got to put that name out there. It's like, yeah, but for what you're selling, people, it's not synonymous with that. So they think they already have it in HBO Go, and they think, what is this extra thing I'm giving HBO money for? It was yeah, just it was like, a yeah. dumb. It was a dumb business like, model. You know how many people are. are Paying too much, people are like, I'm paying too much for HBO already. Why, why would I want a premium? Why would I want a premium package of HBO? That's what they think it is. And it's like, I mean, it's not, but. Yeah, um, it's all Warner Brothers content. And, and even then, it's like Warner Brothers doesn't even have the name of Disney. So it's like, they don't, like, well, what does that mean? It's like, well, you get all the DC movies or you get all. It's like, oh, I didn't yeah. know all that. It's like, I, you know, I don't know. You, as you guys know, I, I think that they they had the right track with the separate streaming services and, and, they just didn't market the first one very well, and now we're, this is what we're getting, and it's a mess. <laughs> but I agree with him. But let's move on, because we've been on this uh, Warner Brothers thing too long. But that was a very good conversation. Uh, I want to talk about Wonder Woman because uh, a select number of critics and media members got to see an early screening of Wonder Woman 1984, and the initial responses are overwhelmingly positive. Eric Davis from Fandango called the film one of DC's best sequels and, quote, a blast from start to finish. Amy Ratcliffe from uh, Nerdist called the, the film uplifting, hopeful, and so utterly Wonder Woman. Uh, Perry Nemiroff from Coll- uh, Collider noted while she liked the first movie uh, better, she did add that uh, this one, uh, the value of selflessness, love, and compassion uh, shine through in this film. So, Kendall, what do you make of these initial positive reactions to Wonder Woman 1984? So, <laughs> first thing I thought was, all right, so calling Wonder Woman to Wonder Woman 84 one of DC's best sequels, uh, you know, I mean, I guess Baker Mayfield is one of the best quarterbacks in Browns history. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, I you suggest, are you suggesting about, there aren't, are they just, there aren't a lot of DC sequels to really. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking, I guess, if the history of DC, if that's what they're going off of, then maybe that's what I would have, that's what I would have assumed. Yeah. If we're going to like the dark Knight and, you know, Batman returns, Superman two, and we have, I guess we could have a conversation, but, you're I mean, talking about just you know BVS. Yeah, we're talking, just, yeah. I'm like, what, yeah, what are we talking little... about? Yeah, BVS, <laughs> Justice League. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There haven't been many in in that in that universe. Right. But um, no, I mean, this is definitely yeah, this is positive. Uh, Wonder Woman was a great movie in itself, so I wouldn't expect much less from Wonder Woman 1984. You know, some people do have their questions of you know. Sometimes we do see 
Um, you know, these movies kind of, I don't say fall off the cliff, but, you know, sometimes they come back down to earth. There's a movie that exceeded my expectations. I think it probably sees a lot of it, people's expectations in the first one. Did it kind of, would it come back down to earth? And it seems like, no, it's, it's Patty Jenkins just has a great handle on the character. Gal, Gal Gadot's done a great job. And so I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, this is pretty much what I expected. And I feel like the reactions were similar for the first one. Fantastic movie. Go see it. Patty yeah. Jenkins has the character on lock. Remember, I was certain that that movie was going to stink. I was like, this movie's going to stink. Yeah, I remember. I didn't I, understand I, it. I said it for months. I didn't understand it uh, at they all. They were about a year <laughs> away from the Snyder stench being off of uh, being off. Oh, of like, oh, like Kendall is Kendall is just forever anti-Wonder Woman, but this is going to be a good movie. Yeah. And I was right. But, um, yeah, I was shocked. But yeah, this yeah this I already know this this movie's gonna be a good movie. Patty Jenkins, she knows how to write this. She knows how to direct this this character. Yeah, Gal Gadot knows how to play this character. And we actually have a real villain this time. The real DC not, not villain. Not some like villain that's not even there. It's not apparently there. apparently two real villains because uh, yes. you know Maxwell Lord and uh, Cheetah are both getting high high remarks from a lot of people. Yeah, so this is gonna be you got you got some stellar people, Kristen Wiig and and Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Um, the Steve yeah. Trevor thing is the question I have. I think it's a question everyone has. How yeah, we'll actually, yeah we'll see how that's executed. Yeah, yeah. You know, which I mean, you know, as fantastic as the first Wonder Woman was, I didn't love everything, which I mean goes with every movie, right? But I mean, there were some things that I was like, oh, okay, all right. Um, there were some twists and things I'm like, ah, okay. But like, it was a fantastic movie. I still enjoyed it. it. Was grinning ear to ear from start to finish. And I feel like this is going to be a similar experience. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready for the movie. We will be, we can, re- are we going to review that the day of? Since since these joints come out? Yeah, but I don't know about the day of. But, well, yeah, now the day of. doesn't come out on Christmas. Yeah, it's coming out on Christmas. We're, we're going to be working on Christmas. Yeah, I highly doubt that. Uh, <laughs> I'll be watching the, uh, the Celtics play the Nets on Christmas Day. The Christmas stream, but, uh, New Generation Christmas stream. Gonna yeah. Be, we're going to be on Twitch. Wait, so you're not going to gonna watch the movie on Christmas Day? Well, no, I may watch the movie. I'm oh. just not going to be doing a podcast with you guys. Gonna be oh, Kendall oh, said the podcast is <laughs> not happening. said a Christmas yeah. Day podcast is not happening is what he's trying to say. Okay. Yeah. I see uh, I see what I see what I see how it is. Yeah, that movie Soul, too. Apparently Soul has like 100% on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. Apparently that movie's great, yeah. Which movie? Soul, a Disney Pixar movie. Jamie Oh, Fox. yeah, I heard that. I heard, yeah, I heard that was fire. Which it looks, it looks like a great yeah. movie. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, nah. What's your take on the CJ? Um, look, I mean, I'm I'm really excited. Uh, I'll be honest. I, you know, you guys know I was super on the bandwagon for the first one movie. I kept telling you guys, like, that's all my friends. Because remember, that was at a time it was very hard to stand for anything DC was doing, and for a lot of good reason. There was a lot of clownery happening at that point in time. Uh, but I said, look, man, different director. No, you know, I said uh, Snyder's influence certainly there, but I feel like I just got I had a good feeling. I was like, I like what I'm seeing in these trailers. I like the mood of the movie. Um, I, I had a feeling this was going to surprise people, and I ended up being right. And I'll be honest, I was actually very concerned about the sophomore jinx for this movie. Um, it just was so little we had seen in the trailer trailers uh, for the movie. Um, there were so so many questions that need to be answered, and for me, that I think there were logistical questions that. As you said, mentioned Steve Trevor, um, how they would pull off Cheetah. There were logistical questions that uh, we really didn't get really any answers to during the whole uh, promotional side of it. So, and, and without those answers, I was very concerned. 
So I was I was actually kind of bracing for maybe the sophomore slump to appear with this film. And it sounds like that's not going to happen. You know, I, I, I could not find anyone who thought this movie was bad or lackluster. Did I hear some people say, like Perry said, that they liked the first one better? Yes, but almost all of them said that, man, this is a really enjoyable film. And a lot of people said that it was, like, great, one of the more favorite films they've ever watched. So that's a, a great sign. And um, and just, you know, those, those, those women, uh, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot, they deserve a ton of credit. Obviously, of course, Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal and Chris Pine also deserve a ton of credit as well. And I'm super pumped, man. Everything I'm hearing, it seems like, you know, they, they found a way to kind of really bring the 80s to this film. And kind of, even though it's a superhero film, it doesn't necessarily feel, feel so much superhero-y, which is actually really exciting to me. Considering, you know, it is Wonder Woman and then she is, you know, an Amazon who flies around with a magic lasso. So, anyway, to kind of make that uh, feel fun and, and not maybe as, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, what's, what's, what was the term that uh, uh, Scorsese used? Uh, I forgot, uh, I forgot uh, what exactly. Theme park? Yeah, theme park. yeah, not yeah, failing yeah, as an amusement park, park and theme park. Uh, that that, that I'm, I'm looking forward to. You know, I, I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> There, there was, there were a ton of memes of Scorsese after the HBO Max thing came out because people were like, "Oh, Scorsese is gonna be all sad and we have to buy these, go to see Black Widow." Sad Scorsese going to the movies <laughs> to see Black Widow. Yeah, it's funny, man. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled about it. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing this movie. The fact that I, I do get to see it, you know, safely in my home, um, and you know. Not having to wait, you know, I didn't. We did have to wait, you know, six, seven months, but you know, not having to wait, you know, a year, a year and a half to see this film that you know a lot of people are really anticipating that I'm really anticipating. Uh, I couldn't be more thrilled. You know, I'm hoping that we get a, a word from Disney about what they're going to do next. Um, and we'll we'll see. But but this is a this is this is exciting that so many people that a lot of these folks I respect, Dorian Parks from uh, Geese of Color, he said he thought this movie was excellent. A lot of people I respect really enjoyed this movie, so. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Let's uh, talk now about uh, another project, this one for Disney+. Plus. So uh, we talked about her reported involvement in the film from, uh, excuse me, in this uh, series for months. But now we have confirmation that Bumblebee star Haley Steinfeld will star alongside Jeremy Renner in the Disney Plus series Hawkeye. That confirmation comes from a series of leaked photos of Steinfeld and Renner filming the show in uh, Clinton Hill, Brooklyn and in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Oddly enough, we still have not gotten anything official from Marvel, though Steinfeld did share a cryptic post on social media that uh, included a bow and arrow emoji that some believe to be a reference to her role in the program. Uh, Shamari, what do you think that Seinfeld, what do you think of, of, of Seinfeld officially being in the fold, and why do you think Marvel has remained still tight-lipped about her casting and a lot more about that series? Uh, so I'm very happy about Haley Seinfeld being in the role. I I enjoyed her. I thought she was great in Bumblebee uh, when I saw her in Bumblebee. Um, I've heard good things about her in. Jeez, uh, why am I forgetting that? Dickinson. Album? Dickinson. Which how I, do I know you? You have the Apple subscription. Not I me. do. I do have the Apple <laughs> subscription. Yeah, so I should uh, I should know that. I should check that show out. It seems like you know, hey, Shamar, you got to do a scouting report. Yeah, yeah, maybe you have to do a scouting report on uh, her performance. <laughs> Strengths and weaknesses. But um, what round? But, yeah, so her? I mean, look, everything I've seen her. She's been great, so I'm I'm fully on board with her being officially in this movie. We've known I feel like we've known for a long time that she's in this movie, but but I'm absolutely yeah. I know I gave you guys a hard time. I'll admit, a couple months ago, when you know I gave Illuminati a hard time when you guys were like Illuminati confirms 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, I just we even be covering this. Now, like, you got a guy chill with the confirmed stuff. Yeah, man. coming from the Illuminati. Illuminati, they have scoops. What I'll say is, at the time, look, I man, I'm sure there were folks that would be that that were saying, "Yo, man, you hear that that guy EJ said, you know, Batman's gonna be in 2022," and there were probably people like, "You gotta be careful with people like New Generation Hero Talk." Yeah, no, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I, I guess what I will say is that. You know, Illuminati, it, my, my thing was that they were probably true because a lot of people were saying that at the time, but that they were jumping the gun because we weren't going to hear about anything official for months. And, and I was right on that circumstance. But, but yes, they were also right in that they got their reporting correct, so I'll give them their credit, and I'll give you guys uh, credit for aggregating the story. But, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, they were right. Yeah. And, um... Jay Clock's right twice a day. Stag, man. No, Come shout on, out. relax, relax. Shout out to the Illuminati. Shout out to the Illuminati. Relax. But um, but not. Nah, <laughs> but like, I'm I'm excited, man. I I feel like, I feel like this show is gonna, I feel like this show is gonna surprise a lot of people. Um, I feel like it's, I think it's gonna have a lot of heart. I think it's gonna have a lot of action. Um, you know, uh, I think I think I don't think I don't think it's, I I don't think it's a uh. Well, I mean, they're doing a lot in that Avengers game, even though it didn't sell well and apparently doesn't play very well nowadays, yeah. according to a lot of gamers. Yeah. I don't think it's an accident that they put Hawkeye in the joint as a, as a kind of a yeah. and Kate Bishop in the in the joint as DLC. a as a DLC and, and apparently she she has a lot of cool moves and stuff. So Kate Bishop and Kamala Khan featured heavily on that. And Kamala Khan featured very heavily. So I don't think that's an accident. I think that's that I think that's all guided by the 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 um, the giant hand of Kevin Feige. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. First of all, we talked about it before. President of all things Marvel now. Dude. Yeah, exactly. The, the <laughs> Grand Poobah of Marvel. He's a vizier of Marvel. He's <laughs> a vizier. Nah, yeah. I mean, the, the excitement are... level for me, Haley Steinfeld. I mean, she's the she's one of those people that, again, you know, you you know, you you're you're doing a, a draft of. You know, potential actresses to play Kate Bishop, or you're doing a draft of potential actresses just to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, she's a she's a she's a she's a first round pick. You know, she's one of the she's one of the first people I'm looking at. So you know, obviously there's oh, there's excitement with just her being in the MCU, regardless of who, of who she's playing. Um, what I'm what I'm gonna look at is because we've talked about how it's a great fit. You know, I love Bumblebee. They're doing a second one. It seems uh, whether or not she did it, we don't really know, but I would imagine she is. Um, but we love we love the movie. She's a great actress. My my question is, what's the deal with what EJ mentioned? The fact that Marvel hasn't said anything about this. Um, it made it may be nothing. Not to say she's not in it. Of course she's in it. We saw the set photos. She's not just chilling with Jeremy Renner for no reason. But what is their plan in terms of the rollout of these announcements? Are they just going to announce it this week? It is very possible at this point. The, the jig is up. You know, the, the investors want to know. I mean, all right, is this a done deal or is this where our money's going to? Um, but so we may find out this week and may, I may, may get my answer. But then it, that leads me to the to the She-Hulk thing, because, you know, mm-hmm. Haley Seinfeld never said anything about playing Hawkeye until this, until this just came out. Right. And we talked about the Tatiana Malzani situation where, uh, you know, all the trades had confirmed. Yes, yeah, she's going to play She-Hulk. It's been it's been picked. It was picked when we kind of expected a She-Hulk casting was coming soon, and she was the person that was picked. And then a month later, she was like a month, month and a half later, she was like, "No, that never happened. All the trades they got it wrong. Unfortunately, I'm not fake news." Yeah, basically, that's basically her her assertion. And 
But then we had the big Hollywood Reporter article that was all things Marvel last week, and then they talked about, oh, yeah, Malzani's getting ready to shoot for She-Hulk coming up soon. Not even acknowledging the fact that she denied that she was ever going to play She-Hulk, and that, that, that was fake. So I don't know what's happening here. Now, again, that's something completely different, but then when you see the Steinfeld situation where the last time we saw her or we, we heard her talking about this possibility, she also was ducking and dodging and kind of saying nothing was done, and I don't know what people are talking about. So, I don't know. Um, it leads me to believe that Malzani was just was 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 ducking was was ducking because she didn't want to get NDA'd by Marvel. That's that's what leads me to believe. It. I think she will be playing She-Hulk. I think Marvel has you know they're gonna roll these things out whenever they want to roll it out, but it's not anytime soon. Um, I also think they wanna they wanna reveal it after they've shot stuff and they have promotional material, mm. which I mean. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I, mean, I, I don't I feel, feel you like, need to do that. But I think they're investing a lot of energy in um, Wandavision right now. Um, they a are lot of, a lot of promotional energy. I feel like we're gonna get a trailer for that. Right. Um, yeah. I feel like a trailer for that is on the horizon very yeah. soon. I mean, so, we already got one, but you know, another one. Well, yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna get like a, a like a real yeah full length kind, kind of, of like a deep dive kind of trailer. Yeah. So I feel like um, and Falcon Winter Soldier, then that marketing for that's gonna start. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and not to mention Black Widow's going to rev up again. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a positive, uh, but I just have questions about the promotional side of this. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, something feels like something was off in regards to, like, how they were supposed to roll this out. You know, I don't see how they expected, you know, Haley Seinfeld to be running around Brooklyn subways with, you know, Jeremy Renner with a dog and hundreds of cameras or, you know, all these camera people. And I think people are going to realize, hey, she's in this movie that you guys have been kind of low-key denying what happened. What, what's uh, what's the deal? What's going on? Like, you know, that to me was easy and simple. And I didn't see any action or movement from them uh, to to try to, you know, curb something like that from happening by just putting out, yeah, Haley's going to be there doing a big rollout before. It, it seems like, as you guys said, maybe they're trying to hold out to be part of whatever rollout we're getting Um this this upcoming Thursday or Wednesday, whatever day it is, but uh, that seems like a misstep. You know, I don't see how one of the, the the biggest young stars in Hollywood is part of your project after being you know linked to it for all these years, and you know, far sometimes looking like it wasn't going to happen, then looking like it was, and it wasn't, and finally you know you guys get her and we don't know about it, and then we we we're seeing these you know pretty really good cell phone pictures. I mean, to the point where I'm almost wondering is Marvel leaking it because I'm like these are great. Obvious, clear shots of <laughs> Haley. You know, again, some of the stuff maybe you couldn't control because, again, if you're just in Brooklyn, like, you know, there's people out and people are going to be around. But, um, but if yeah, that was, no, if I, that was Warner Brothers, then I'd say, yeah, it was leaked. And then I asked him, so what's happening with uh, Ray Fisher? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so, no, I, I, I feel like, you know, that probably was a misstep, but I'm still excited to have Seinfeld on board. You know, whenever Feige you know, has his target on someone, you know, again, like we said, you know, obviously the Miss Marvel issues are happening, but typically his castings have been spot on. So when he has his target on someone and he's, and I want him to be able to get the person he wants, because clearly his vision of these characters and what he's trying to find, he's been really good in terms of his track record of, of nailing them down. So, so I was, I'm excited to see, you know, what they're able to, to do with, with Steinfeld in the fold. I love these shots we're getting. I mean, so many of these, even these set folds we're getting, they almost look like they're pulled straight from those early comics with Kate Bishop and 
and and uh, and Clint Barton. I mean, the fact that they're able to recreate a lot of those things, and it seems like they're really uh, being true to those comics, which a lot of people love, and they're they're newish comics, but still, uh, uh, you know, have a great following. It, it's really exciting. You know, I think that they're doing uh, some some exciting things. The fact that they're you know pushing along this forward. You know, you could argue should they be doing this during a pandemic, and that's always a question. You know, my friend lives right around there, and he's like, you know. He's like, you know, I had a kid tell me, yeah, I saw Haley Seinfeld down the block. And then he's like, the last thing I'm trying to do is go outside to be see a crowd of people looking at, you know, some actions happening by Marvel. This is not the time we need this as a country and as a city. But nonetheless, uh, I'm, I'm cool. I'm excited. I'm, I want to see what they end up uh, putting together for that project because uh, I'm excited for it. And a lot of other people are. Um, let's now talk about another uh, Marvel project. There's also a Sony project as well. So. Rumors are still swirling about Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's possible involvement in the latest Spider-Man movie being co-produced by Disney and Sony. And during an appearance on a Jimmy Kimmel, the Get Jimmy Kimmel show, uh, Zendaya, uh, she kind of put more fire onto that, uh, to that, 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 that smoldering flame that's been happening, the smoke that's been billowing from uh, these rumors. She uh, remained coy when talking about both men. Uh, Kimmo asked her if Maguire or Garfield were in the film, and she said she could not confirm or deny their involvement. So, Kendall, did this answer give you more or less hope that either men will appear on in this film? Um, I don't want to take too much from it. And, you know, some people, oh, she basically confirmed it. <laughs> you know, I mean, if she, if if they're not in it, I'm not going to blame Zendaya for getting my hopes up. Um, but there are, there are reasons to believe that that's probably where we're headed. And then some of it's not had nothing to do with Zendaya, but, um, but then you, you include this, this, this beat, this part of it. I mean, the interview, she definitely seemed queasy about even answering any of those types of questions. Um, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, all these late night hosts are always good at trying to get that kind of stuff out of these people. And, um, you know, it's always a funny bit, but I don't know. We'll 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 see. I don't again. I don't want to take too much from it. Um, if they're if 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 they're in it, I don't want to say Zendaya obviously gave it away because I think that that'd be a, maybe a stretch a hit too far. <laughs> and if they're they're not in it, I don't want to blame Zendaya for getting everybody's or hopes one up. Is and, in it, and another is not. Yeah, you know. And then now we're saying, oh well, clearly she was she she didn't react to the McGuire question, but she reacted to the Garfield. You know, I, I'm I don't know. I don't want to overanalyze these situations, but it is exciting. Um, and my, again, my gut feeling is that we will see all three. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So take that um, for it's worth. Yeah. I mean, I hope we see all three. I mean, didn't, um, I mean, am I bugging? Did Jamie Foxx like share some kind of image that he deleted from his Instagram that had yeah, like all three of them? Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that was kind of like the big, probably the biggest tease so far that we've had. Um, but uh, yeah. First of all, shout out to Zendaya for nothing, nothing else but just being a fantastic actress. I've been watching her in Euphoria for a while. Makes me think that man, Marvel, she could have been doing more than just MJ. No disrespect to MJ, because mm-hmm. MJ sometimes has a very significant yeah. roles in Spider-Man. I mean, she was another one. You know, we talked about Steinfeld being a you know first round pick. I mean, Zendaya is the number one. Zendaya is another actress. number one pick. You know, they they really. I mean, uh, I mean, this Euphoria, she's got range, man. Yeah, she can act. So. Yeah, I think I think she's she's kind of being underutilized. So shout out to her for that. Um, and 
And I mean, I hope all three of the all three of the Spider Men are in it. I don't think she necessarily gave anything away, obviously, because she didn't, she said she wouldn't. Um, I would be I would lean towards her non answer is more of an answer than a non answer. Her non answer is more of a yes, but I can't tell you that it's yes. Typically, that's what it means. That's more often than not, that's what it means. Yeah. So I feel like it's safe to assume that that is what's going on, but I don't know. You, but they may also train it. them to not say no either. Just don't say anything. Yeah, so if you say also, no, then they can also just say don't up. say no, don't say yes, don't say nothing. Yeah. So I think that's know. how these. I you know sometimes these people look queasy when they make these answers. I think they're trained to look queasy, trained to not really give one way or the other. Even if it, even if people take it as a hint, that's not your fault. But just don't say anything. Try dodge. I feel like there's as much way too want. much smoke around this. This, again, this multiple again, Spider-Man. You know, it goes beyond Zendaya, which is why why I think. I mean, we talked about Doc Ock being in the movie last week. Doc I mean, Ock. if Doc Ock's in the movie and Tobey Maguire is not, then this is a botch. I mean, even if that's even if Doc Ock isn't in the movie, I mean, the fact that we're even talking about Doc Ock, I mean, he, so, there's something with more so, Spider-Man in this movie. I, I have a question for you, either, and then you can you can go on also the the Zendaya stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, did you take anything from Emma Stone leaving? She had a project. She was supposed to be working on a movie. I forget which studio she was with, but she left that for scheduling conflicts. Some people saying she's pregnant or she might be pregnant. That might have to do something to do with it. I don't know about any, of, any of that. Yeah, no, I don't always, know anything yes. about that. But what I do know is that she plays Gwen Stacy. That Spider-Man is filming. So, I mean, again, I mean, now Gwen Stacy's supposed to be dead in the original Spider-Man 2. So, I don't, you know, I don't know if people even saw that movie. So, <laughs> you might be able to rewrite that. But regardless, you know, do you take anything from that? You know, does this plus that give you any credence, add any credence to that theory? Um, so, so, so when it comes to the uh, Emma Stone angle, it's just hard to tell because, you know, again, she, she plays an actor, a uh, character who is supposed to be deceased. Um, you would think that any kind of uh, flashback or something like that, you know, that you don't think that would make you not work on a whole project. You know, that's something they feel like you could probably shoot in a day or two. So, so to me, the fact that she's you know leaving a big project, uh, you know, due to scheduling conflicts, I, I don't know if it's Spider Man. That would that would surprise me, um, but I guess you never know, you know. Uh, so, so that I'm not sure. In regards to Zendaya's comments, first of all, I agree with Sham. You know, she's a tremendous actress and seems just to be all around tremendous uh, young woman and ambassador, kind of for Hollywood and for young Hollywood particularly, but. When it comes to um, her comments, yeah, I think that this is something. I mean, I think that, you know, this is more likely than not, I think, at this point, that they will be in it. The question I have, then, is, you know, how long can Marvel hold the line when it comes to... You know, because they held held the line when it came to Mysterio. I mean, whether... Even if it was ridiculous to a lot of us, they held the line. They 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 held the line with, with Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. yeah, and that was ridiculous. Yeah, they they held the line with uh, Michelle, and 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 they just they just kept saying, "Nope, this is not a you know Mary Jane or MJ. This is just Michelle." And we knew that that was not true. So, you know, Sony and Marvel in this collaboration have shown that even when there's a lot of smoke in the direction, they're totally okay with holding the line on certain things. This thing feels a lot bigger to hold the line on because again people have camera phones there's just no way people 
you know, won't be able to shoot certain things just to, to see, oh, you know, if, you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield can have a big part in this movie, I, I can't imagine that wouldn't get out, even if you would, if you just decided we we're not going to tell anybody we're just going to put the movie yeah, out also as agents. is. You know how many people have agents and people sure. that talk? You can't yeah. keep this under wraps. It's not something this big. Someone's going to say something to some reporter who's going to feel like, all right, now I have to report it. I mean, again, the, the Mary Jane thing got out. The Mysterio thing got out. And they they never once um, they never once blinked. But then there's also the question of Mary Jane and Mysterio didn't they had no bearing on money, and that's always my conversation when we have these types. I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it for years. We talked about it with uh, X Men. I believe going back to X Men Apocalypse and Captain America Civil War, we had the conversation. Oh, do they show Spider Man or do they show Wolverine? My thing was, of course you show Wolverine, or of course you show Spider Man, because you know how many more people are going to see the movie if you show Spider Man. You know, we we talked about it with Rogue One. When, you know, with Darth Vader, do you show Darth Vader in the trailer? Of course you show Darth Vader in the trailer. He may be in the movie for one scene, but she's in the movie for two scenes in that movie. But you know what? You know, even more people saw Rogue One because Darth Vader was in the trailer. So that's the spoiler if you haven't seen Rogue One. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which isn't a spoiler. But, um, you know how many people are going to see this movie if you... How I many more people are going to see this movie if you put all three Spider-Men in a trailer? Or all three Spider-Men in promote any sort of promotion material i mean to me that's a no-brainer um there was also the, there was some it wasn't even fake it was just it was an international teaser for this movie an international i wouldn't even say teaser like almost like a commercial for this movie from sony um uh, but it was like sony brazil or something like that or sony mexico or some 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 place some latin american country and uh in the trailer they say oh Spider-Man 3, where we may see three Spider-Men. Peter Parker, Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland. And, like, I mean, it looks ridiculous. It it looks so poorly edited that I'm like, this has to be just some guy in this country that doesn't actually have any inside info. But it's officially Sony released, so it was very bizarre. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I did, I did uh, hear about that as well. I mean... I you know we'll we'll see how it ends up you know shaking out but I I truly um I truly feel like there's gonna be smoke to this and I think I'll be honest you know look Jimmy Kimmel works for ABC owned by Disney I can't if this was something Disney didn't want anyone touching I can't imagine found I'm Jimmy uh, Kimmel who makes millions of dollars from Disney he's gonna ask a question like that to me they wanted that they wanted that uh buzz out there I don't know what that buzz does for you if they're not in the movie unless maybe that buzz helps you in negotiating that's the only thing I can think of is maybe keeping that buzz out there helps you in the negotiating point but I mean again we're so I mean they're in the middle of filming now I'm like to me it's either they're in it or they're not I don't know how you could put them in at this point uh, though again I'm not, I don't know how they're doing this whole situation but to me that's how that's what I would think so that's the that's the, the great question I think that, that I have is 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 why would you have Jimmy tee up that question unless you wanted people to talk about this again? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's a that's a serious question. I thought about it too. I was like, I mean, the Kimmel part of this is weird as well because this wasn't uh, Fallon, you know, this wasn't Trevor Noah. Like this was, this is what he said, this is the Disney guy. This is a Disney employee. 
Yeah, the Disney employee who asked this question. So it, it is it is a little weird. Um, you know, I don't know how much. Like, I mean, I mean, Kimmel doesn't know everything. <laughs> you know, but again, it, it, was this a? I don't want to say a scripted interview, but was this a kind of coordinated effort to promote Spider Man? Um, I don't know what she was there for. Is she there for Euphoria or some other project that she's doing? I don't even know. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I, she's so she's so famous now. I don't think she needs a reason to yeah. be on. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they may, you may have been like, I kind of feel like going on, and they were like, Do you really do you want to go on? And they like, or I mean, or maybe they didn't have anything, but so again, Disney said, Yo, we know you ain't doing nothing, but go on there, and they got, we got to take up a question for you for, you know, Spider Man, yeah, and don't yeah, don't give it away, but but get people excited. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me, you know, there's a, you know, I I, I watched, I seen the, I saw in, uh, the Undertaker talk about this earlier this year, but uh, in his recent interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, he was asked about that infamous stare down he had with Brock Lesnar, uh, um, at a Uf, at you know Brock's last UFC fight before he right. you know, had that mini hiatus retirement, whatever you want to call it, and he said, you know, yeah, you know, Vince sent me there to start trouble, basically. To you know, to to create a buzz for something that we were hoping was going to happen, and in that sense, that wasn't negotiating because it wasn't like Brock was signed. But you know, he knew, Vince knew by sending Undertaker over there to start some mess with Brock that get the intention, the, the attention up. And he said that you know Brock knew that there was interest there, um, and that he knew maybe there was going to be something that was going to happen. He didn't know what exactly, but then that when he saw Taker there, he knew what was up. So these it could have been the same thing where you know Undertaker. Go, uh, you know, Undertaker goes to an event. You know, he's asked about questions. And he's there for a certain purpose. You know, Zendaya could have been sent to Jimmy Kimmel for a purpose, and that purpose could have been getting fielded a question about, uh, you know, Spider Man, and he, he, you don't got to do anything. Again, Undertaker didn't do much. He just looked at Brock Lesnar and said, "Do you want to go?" And then he was asked about. It. He said, "Oh, it's personal," and that was it. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean wrestling, though. We all assumed it meant wrestling. Just, you know, Zendaya didn't say. Oh, you know, these guys are in the movie, but considering what happened, you kind of think maybe they are. The so. other thing I wanted to ask real quick, Jimmy Kimmel mentioned kind of the name, and he talks about how the name may have a three thing in it. Do do we think that, because he was like, the name, the movie's called Spider-Man 3, because there are three Spider-Men, right? Like, joking, it was kind of funny. Yeah. But do we, where do we, do we think the name will have something to do with three, as opposed to six? I mean, we talked about the 76 part of it. I don't, I don't know. know. If you know the home thing is probably still going to be a thing. I mean. Oh yeah, I mean I gotta find what. How do you say home with three? I don't. Know. <laughs> that's how I look at. It. I'm like I don't know how you. Home by sixty made more sense because I was like that's an evening time. This doesn't even make any sense. Like Shamar said, home by three. What three a.m.? <laughs> were you who were you James Harden? I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about three. Um, Spider Man. I mean, you could just call it Spider Man three. But we already had that movie, so you can't call it Spider-Man 3. You have to call it something else. I don't know. Yeah, no, they're going to they're gonna call it something else. I think they already said that Home is going to be in the title. We just don't know what it is yet. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay, trying to guess these, trying to guess this thing is like, you know, trying to trying to win the lottery. But they, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm not as convinced that they will, that, that that Home. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to guarantee. They may have said that even then. I'll be interested to see how they how they how they uh, weave it together. Let's talk. About, let's talk about another uh, social media controversy involving Marvel. So, uh, Letitia Wright found herself in hot water when she shared a video on social media of a controversial conspiracy theorist questioning the effectiveness of the COVID nineteen vaccine. 
The man in that video goes on a monologue of lies and mistruths about the pandemic, which also included transphobic comments and skepticism related to climate change. Wright was initially combative on Twitter, sparring with folks who attacked her for sharing the post, later saying, if you quote, if you don't conform to popular opinions, but ask questions and think for yourself, you get canceled. Uh, Don Cheadle, uh, who, of course, is an Avengers actor who, you know, was, you know, in the movies, in, in several movies with uh, Letitia Wright. Rhodey. Rhodey, as, yeah, of course, War Machine. <laughs> Uh, he responded to the post. You can wear in those movies. You can find him. He's an Avengers actor. Like, that that sounded like I was just like burying him. I didn't mean to. And Don Cheadle, he was a part of the crew. Well, no, I wanted to make it, I guess the reason why I made it clear was because, you know, yeah, they're both in Marvel, but, you know, they might, some of you might think, well, they're in different movies. It's like, well, no, they actually were in two of the same movies. That was all I was trying to do by that. Don Cheadle, he's also in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Kendall's just burying everybody today. That's that's his uh that's his that's his uh that's 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 what he's on. But anyway, uh Don uh Don Cheadle re- responded to the post from Wright saying, Jesus, just scrolled through and he was talking about the video. Um hot garbage. Every time I stopped and listened, he and everything he sound he said sounded crazy and effed up. I would never defend anybody posting this, but I still won't throw her away, meaning her being a Letitia. Uh, over it, uh, the rest I'll take off Twitter. I had no idea. Um, Letitia then ended the discourse on social media with her, you know, combatant saying, "My intention was not to hurt anyone. My only intention of posting the video was it raised my concerns with the vaccine, with what the vaccine contains and what we were putting into our bodies. Nothing else." She then deleted her Twitter account and is still not on Twitter since that oh, happened. I, even, I didn't, didn't even know about this part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's off. She's off social media. She's off Twitter now. Um, so Yo, Sham, she took our, also, you know, we talked about this that night. Like, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, her people get to her and say just don't say anything. But I'll just yeah, but yeah, she, she can't say anything now because she doesn't even have a social media account. But uh, Sham, do you think this controversy will have any impact on Letitia's role in the Black Panther franchise with Disney moving forward? Um, this by itself, no. I think if it escalated, I think it 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 would have. Um, <laughs> but no, this alone, no. I don't think it, I don't think it'll have any effect. I think she'll, I think she'll be great in. Uh, well, not great, but I, I think she'll be like normal, presentable on the red carpet. She's not going to be spouting conspiracy right, theories right, right, from the right. red carpet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She's media trained to some level. She's yeah. media trained to some level. She's not going to be bugging out, you know, giving just making everyone feel uncomfortable <laughs> right. by talking about how the vaccine is some part of some kind of whatever globalist, global, whatever these people think. We're <laughs> not state. we're not in that bubble, so we don't know what these people think. So, but if, but I don't think she's going to be doing that. And I think right, she knows right, she's not right. supposed to do that because she's off Twitter now. So. Right. So no, I don't think it's gonna have any any effect on her ha- being able to have a role in the movie. Do I think it will have effect on the reception of the movie, or <laughs> uh, whether people will see the movie and support the movie? Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, Black Panther is a very uh, it, it's a very influential. You're not under oath, Shamar. It's, it's <laughs> Kel's like, Kel's like, don't worry, the Miss Marvel segment is over. <laughs> you can talk freely. No, but yeah, I mean, Black Panther. I mean, it meant it. That movie meant a lot to a lot of of of, of minorities, especially yeah. black people, black black men, black women, yeah. etc. 
and Letitia Wright will be playing now, especially now that Jadwood Bowman is, is regrettably and, uh, you know, horribly uh, left us. Yeah. Um, she'll be playing a, a major, major role in this movie. Yeah. And her views regarding this this vaccine, while she has a right to her views, um, you know, may uh, have a... Uh, and I, I mean, just to just to keep it a hundred, may have a, a harmful effect yeah. on um, on the African American community. Yeah. I mean, it's already Facts. it's already kind of hard enough to to convince many members of the African American community to trust medical professionals. Yeah, uh, considering how we've been treated in the past yeah, by sure. medical professionals, so spreading this kind of rhetoric can be very very divisive, very harmful. Yeah, and uh, you know. Right now, when there's a pandemic that's killing us, you know, in droves more more than yeah, more than anyone else, more than anybody else, we need assistance. And if there is something that can help us, we should take it. Um, I mean, that's look. I'm just just personally, that's how I feel about it. Right. And I think this, you know, her spreading this kind of rhetoric is, it's it's not based in fact. It's very frightening <laughs> you know that she'll have the platform that she has and she's she's doing this um so i'm glad she's less social media and um yeah i don't know so yeah i feel like it may have an effect on on how people will feel about seeing black panther and supporting black panther um i'm glad she's on social media because eventually it may have had an, it may have had an effect on me what i've been like if she were the leading leading role you know, in terms in terms of going to, I don't know. I mean, Kendall, of course, Kendall's not willing to cross that line. Right. Well, but yeah, I mean, well, there are folks who 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 you know the, the the I can't remember her name, but the actress that was picked to play Harriet Tubman. When people start seeing her social media activity, a lot of people were like, "Oh no, we ain't having this." And they just didn't show up to see Harriet. There you so, go. So yeah. so so I mean, you know, while Kendall, you may not be in that camp. There may be some folk if the teacher remained nah. on one that would have been like, "All right, bet Chadwick ain't even there no more." Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm just, honestly, I, I, I tend to agree, um, because I think Shamari, I mean, Shamari makes, makes a great point, and I think that, uh, it's, it, it, it can't be, uh, can't be understated, or overstated, right, it can't be overstated how dangerous her comments could be, um, given, like Shamari said, the platform that she has, it's, you know, when we talked about the, you know, the kid from Miss Marvel, um, who may or may not be a be a Trump supporter and what that may entail, whatever you however you feel about that, that is not nearly as dangerous because we're talking about a kid that again has he's more of a discovery hire probably doesn't have much of a platform to begin with. Um, he's got a, probably a small group of friends and a, you know a, a very tiny group of fans. And if he you know his his impact isn't gonna have isn't gonna be much at this point of his career. Uh, Leticia Wright. May have been in the same boat before Black Panther, where she could say any, any she could say honestly anything, people probably wouldn't care, um, the masses. But after Black Panther, and now leading, especially now into Black Panther two, with where we're at, she her voice is more powerful than it's ever been, and like Kamari mentioned, you know there there's 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 just a lot of there's a lot of misinformation going out. And so when you have a, when you have someone who's as, uh, you know, popular in the black community, it's not, it's, it's just not ideal to have them saying this kind of stuff. And 
spewing these kind of conspiracies without any facts or without any. I mean, maybe there are. Again, I didn't watch the video, but everything I've seen from the video that it was just nuts. Yeah, so I, didn't, I didn't watch. I've it. not and seen. I've, I've not seen one person that has, has said, "Yo, homeboy got a point." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, he has a point. And we, and I want to be clear. Only Letitia's the only person I've said, I've seen that said, "Oh, this guy's got a point." Not one person, even the people that are defending her. Nobody's, nobody's defending homeboy. <laughs> and no one listening to this should go watch that video. Yeah, that's my no. opinion. I didn't yeah, give I him. Didn't, I didn't give him a click. Don't I found the. I found, I found the recap. I didn't. I didn't give him no views. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted nothing to do with it. So. As far as I know, I mean, we're talking about a guy that 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 wasn't saying much. So, I you know, it's a lot of a lot of conspiracies mixed with very little to no fact. You know, <laughs> probably slanted and skewed in a way to make things look a certain way. So I'm not gonna, I'm just not gonna trust it. And that's why I'm not, I'm not happy with with how she was moving on this. And yeah, again, yeah, I, go to your doctor. Don't listen to some yeah, some of course, you know, video I mean, tweeted by Letitia. And look, the way the country has moved the last four or five years, uh, it's important to say that because a lot of people do listen to the wrong sources. Of, yeah, and they get uh, all their stuff, stuff from yeah, Facebook, all Facebook stuff from social Twitter. media, and it's just yeah, it's all I don't say corrupt, but it's all you know, poisoned. You know, <laughs> it's been poisoned in our country. It's tough. So what I will say is that you know she's in a look, she's she's in a tough spot, man. And I mean, it shouldn't be a tough spot, but now, like, I don't know if, I think the people that worked on Black Panther and people at Marvel, I think they knew about this to some extent. I don't think, I think they knew that she was probably conservative. Um, they probably knew that she was probably religious. And, I mean, do you, you think know, she's conservative? Had... Yes. I think that's pretty clear. Not because it goes beyond, I mean, the, the anti-vax stuff tends to be conservative in general. Uh, not always, to... though. Not always. not always. Yeah, there are there are far leftists who are also anti vaxxers But what I've heard f- beyond the anti-vax stuff has been conservative that she's conservative religious. I, I know I know she's very Christian, or at least right. she's 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 talking so about Christianity. That, you know, she leans a certain way. I think they probably knew that stuff. They just probably didn't know she was conspiratorial, that she was anti-vax, because that's not just something that you ask people. Hey, how do you wish right. your opinion on vaccines? Right. Uh, you know, two years ago, then who right. cared? Um, but now now it's a hot-button topic, obviously. And so I think they're probably a little surprised by this, but not to the extent that probably we are. Um, it's, it's just one of those deals where, it again, she has to be very careful, because everyone, not everyone, but ninety percent of the people at Marvel Studios are repla- are replaceable, um, to some extent. And from a if you if you really if you really mess up, you're we can we can find somebody to play your character or we can do something to your character. And she's only played the character twice. And I'm not saying that to say that you know I want her gone. I mean I don't I prefer that she just not say anything. We keep politics out of it, and we right. keep you know poisoning the truth and poisoning you know, our communities in ways that are, you know, negative, then she can play the character and I can just, I can, you know, view it in a way in which, you know, we talked about it earlier, Gina Carano. Gina Carano is a massive, massive right-wing Mass supporter. Massive you know. You it know, is what it is. Yeah, I mean, know. it doesn't necessarily line up with my personal views. Um, maybe there are some people in the Star Wars community that it does. A lot of people it doesn't. A lot of people saying I, I don't want I don't want to support Gina Carano I don't want to support the Mandalorian because of that. There are some people that didn't want to support 
a certain other actress who's in the Mandalorian recently that I won't spoil, but because she may have had her own issues. I don't know. There are, people have issues with certain people all the time. But again, I always talk about, you know, is it destructive? Is it dangerous? I would argue maybe Gina Carano has been a little bit more negative where I'm like, okay, this is maybe we're getting towing the line. Yeah, we're towing the line a little bit in terms of the discourse. Yeah, the, the, the divisiveness of it is where yeah, I think that's where right. it comes. It's not necessarily your opinion per se. It's right. how divisive are you? Right. How combative are you? That's right. where I think the differences lie. Not necessarily yeah. are you right wing or left wing. Yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, I, again, I could care less to for an actor or an actress. Actor, I, actress. I mean, you can have you're a citizen. You know, you can vote for yeah. you want to vote for. You know, whatever. So then, but then again, Leticia Wright. What what she's saying is again borderline dangerous, and I think that if it got to a point where it was extreme. And, you know, she was, like, an anti-vax activist who was going on national TV and spewing the same stuff. I would say Marvel has to, <laughs> they have to consider their options because this can't be the face of the of the property, no. You yeah, know? and that's, that's where I want to, that's where yeah. I want to jump in, Kendall, because that's where I think this is most disheartening. Because, look, let's all keep it a buck. We lost a legend in Chadwick Boseman. And Absolutely. because of his loss, that means... Not just Leticia, but everybody on that cast is going to have more prominent roles to fill his shoes. Even if there's a t- there's a recasting of the child. Regardless, because everyone's going to have to raise their game because there's going to be a new person involved. If there's not, then I mean, th- that just confirms that you're going to have, everybody's got a huge raised role. And considering the canon and considering the rumors, there's a very good chance that Leticia Wright will have the biggest raised role compared to the last movie because... There's a good chance Shuri may end up being the Black Panther. So you have a responsibility, uh, not just to yourself, uh, but to uh, millions and millions of people. Because as Chadwick has said, and everybody's spoken about past his death, I mean, what this Black Panther represented was more than just one person or one body or one man. It represented so much more. And that's why the the visceral uh, positive reaction and the commercial phenomenon it became was so large was because... Of just how powerful it was. And for Letitia, when I heard her arguing with people, it was all about me, 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 I, 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 what I think, what you what I think, what I should be able to yeah. say. And it's like, it really dog, is. this isn't about you. <laughs> this is like it's it's, it's not like 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 yes, in this in the small micro aspect it's about you. But in terms of why you shouldn't be saying this, it's not about you. It's about the, the people who who will not take this virus, who need to be vaccine, who need to take it because they are going to die if they don't, is for the people who who, who the Black Panther represents and, and how you're supposed to be representing this franchise and what it means to all these people, millions of people of color. Sometimes it's not all about you. And I, right. what, I, what I think she failed to understand at any point during that was sometimes it's not all about you. And you need to remember that and remind yourself of that. Regardless yeah, of your views. You know how many times I want to say and do things that I can't do because I represent a company? <laughs> like, I represent New York One, you know, Spectrum News, shout out. I represent New Generation Media, shout out, obviously. Like, you can, sometimes it's not all about you. Sometimes it's, there's a greater good. And what you do reflects on everyone. And when you're, everyone is the Black Panther franchise in Marvel, and your everyone is the health of black people... You need to think about someone besides yourself, and that's what was, and, that was my biggest beef yeah, with what Lizzie did. On a part of it, you touched on a part of it that that you didn't mention in the open, but it, it, 
what concerned me the most about this was not her initial tweet. Her initial tweet was was what it was, but she's not the only celebrity that's 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 not a fan of vaccines. You know, I mean, it happens. Um, but what I didn't like even more so than her own conspiratorial opinions is the discourse that she had with people afterwards. Um, the sarcastic liking of tweets that said cancel Black Panther 2 or the sarcastic liking of tweets that said we need to recast Shuri. It's just, it's, I mean, it was stuff where, again, replying to people. Why are you even replying to people? Why? You're replying to nobodies. Now, I don't want to say nobodies because these people are actually making a very good point. But you're replying to people that, like, like just just don't engage. If, you, if you're so, you're so like, like you just said, if you're so self-absorbed, in your own opinion, don't even don't don't engage. Just just tunnel just tunnel vision because it's it it, it it was concerning to me to see her so flustered by people that by just by by people on a screen. I mean, and then we're trying you're trying to tell me that she's going to be the face of the property. I mean, it's too late now. If the decision has been made that she's just she's Black Panther and stuff. Like it's it's borderline too late. The story's been made. Ryan Coogler is not changing it up now. But if it was up in the air, I would. If it was up in the air, I would have a serious conversation with all my creators and her about whether or not that's the right move. Because she did not at all display like all the grace, all the the class that Chadwick showed through his illness. You didn't even think about that now. Of course, for yeah. all those years, yeah. and what he was able to withstand, and how he represented again, not just. Marvel and Disney, but the black community as a whole, because of that, the the, the importance of that role, and your first couple of months in, not even you haven't even gotten the job yet, but you're in the talks possibly of getting that job, and this is how you acting. Ah, uh, nah, I'm having a conversation with everybody at Disney who's a decision maker, saying we need to talk and figure this out if this is the right person. I mean, I almost have because this wouldn't have worked if we didn't do it with someone like Chadwick. Does it does this? I mean, I don't want to psychoanalyze or jump the gun or whatever, but I do. You wonder maybe this means she's not the person. Maybe she feels more comfortable. Doing <laughs> well, I was gonna go farther, and I was wondering if she was trying to get out of Marvel. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm going conspiracy theory on this, but this seems so outrageous that part of me was like, you know, maybe she's just trying to get out of here. Maybe whatever there, whatever they got cooked up for her, she's not feeling, and she's like, yo, what can I do? Or to, maybe it could even be a mental get out of here. Maybe she just doesn't want to play the character anymore. Maybe I'm not saying for whatever reason. I'm not. I'm not even yeah. arguing maybe the reasons. Like I don't know what the reasons are. They could be. They could be for her in her best interest. I'm saying. But, well, one I would say again, it's not all about you. But I'm not even concerned about that. My thing is the action seemed so outrageous that anybody who's smart would realize this is probably not the best thing to do. Yeah, even so when so when someone who I think yeah. is pretty smart and has some sense does that. My mind goes to, okay, well, why else would you do something like this? And when you're liking, again, liking tweets saying cancel Black Panther 2, huh, I'm like, well, maybe this is something she doesn't want to be a part of anymore. And maybe there's a lot of, you know, grief with what happened with Chad. I mean, I, there's a lot, many reasons why maybe she doesn't want to be. I don't, I'm not even criticizing any of that. My point is to do so in such a, a dangerous, reckless way is is foolish. And I just want to say one last thing because I really didn't get uh, to say this. But what the thing I'm tired of most about when it comes to celebrities who didn't get upset about... Um, and it's not even celebrities. It's just regular people. But celebrities, you know, because oftentimes they're the ones who take all the arrows. 
about when they get upset when people uh, chastise them. And, and let's be fair. Some, some of these people were attacking her and attacking her viciously. I'm not, I'm not going to, that's not mince words and say, oh, everybody was kumbaya. I know there's some people who were probably out of pocket, of course, because it's the internet. But I'm tired of people who say that stuff and say, oh, well, if I just, uh, you know, ask questions, ask the right questions and speak my own mind, that's when I get canceled. And my thing is, yo, all of this could have been avoided by you simply reading a book or finding some research. Like, one, she didn't really ask any questions. She just posted a video with no context. So first of all, when you do anything with no context, you can't then be upset about how people perceive it. Like, you can't give something with no context. And you're not, you're, and let's be clear, you're putting no context because you don't want to say anything more than what's already very controversial. It's kind of cowardly. Let's be honest. It is. Someone who has, it's more, it takes more courage and to, to say, here's this controversial video and then try to explain, explain it away. There was no explaining away that video, which is why she never really tried. That's why she didn't intend to try. She just posted it without context. And, and, and to me, my, my issue comes with, you, you didn't, you, you, a lot of times people have these issues. They don't do any of the research to figure out their own answers. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't know what's going to happen to this vaccine. The, the experts say that it should help a lot of people, and I'm hopeful to God that it does. But any questions you have are not going to be answered by some clown on YouTube. And, the, and, and to me, it kind of insults everybody's intelligence that you're taking this seriously by posting some clown on YouTube about this vaccine that's very serious, that's as serious as can be. This is not for play play. This is not a game. There's nothing about this that is for jokes, that's for laughter. I know people who died from this. So if you're going to, you have serious questions, you can ask serious people. You're a Hollywood actress. You definitely have the access to ask the serious medical professionals the serious questions about what you have concerns about. But you didn't really want that discourse. You didn't want that conversation. You have a disposition for a certain belief. And because it's controversial, you're not really going to stand behind it. You're just going to post a video with no context, hope that people get what you're going to say. And then when you post your nonsense and people attack you, then you say, well, because I asked the right questions, I have my own mind. Now I'm being canceled. No, fam, you're being canceled because you're spreading dangerous rumors without any context, without any evidence, without any facts and science. And you play a character who's supposed to be a scientist. Come on, man. Like, this stuff is not elementary. This stuff is not difficult to understand. There's a whole movement in this country about getting black girls invested in STEM, in science, in engineering, in math. Your character was seen as, a, as, 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 as almost like a pioneer because of that representation of a black woman, a young black woman, black girl, because that's the character you play, having that kind of knowledge and, and, and being a, a, a master and a genius in those fields. And here in a scientific conversation, you're posting a clown on Twitter. Miss me with this. I'm stop canceling me. Stop it. Stop. We don't need any of this right now. You're better than this, Letitia. And I hope we're not talking about this kind of nonsense from you anymore. Because we don't need any time for this. People are dying. People are suffering economically. Uh, uh, Health wise, they're suffering. I don't want to be on wasting time on this podcast because you're talking about anti-vaxxers and <laughs> clowns who are transphobic, don't believe in climate change. I mean, come on. Like, you know better. 
And that's why this is annoying to me. And I just want to leave that right there. Let's wrap the show, guys, talking about a major actor from the Arrowverse who's not quite done despite his show being done. So Arrow may be off the air, but one of his stars is not quite done yet on the CW. David Ramsey, who plays the John Diggle Spartan character on the series, is set to appear in the several CW shows this season, including Superman and Lois, Supergirl, Batwoman, The Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. What's particularly noteworthy about Ramsey's casting is his appearance in Legends, which is being described as a mystery role that is being kept under wraps. If you watched the series finale of Arrow, you know uh, it was teased that Ramsey's character would go on to become the Green Lantern. So, Kendall, do you think we'll see Diggle as the Green Lantern in Legends of Tomorrow and moving forward? Uh, that's what it would seem. Uh, I believe what you, you said he, he's, he's, he's supposed to be directing an episode of each one of these, right? Uh, that's what I saw, yeah. Yeah. Or some of them, at least, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if he's directing an episode of each one, and he's supposed to star in them as well, I mean, what's his inclusion if not just to play Green Lantern? I mean, I don't know. We talked about the Green Lantern thing a couple of weeks ago, and we didn't know what the deal was in terms of where Diggle fit into any of this. If you fit into any of this, this starts to give us a little bit of clarity. And if you talk about a mystery role, um, who could he possibly be playing? Uh, probably Green Lantern. Um, you know, like you said, one plus one equals two. In some instances, uh, typically one plus one does not equal five. So, my guess is that yes, he will be playing Green Lantern. Um, will it be a progression? Maybe. That that seems to make sense. Maybe the first time we see him, he's kind of, yeah, you know, kind of doing. Maybe he's just regular Diggle, but as the episodes go on, until by the last one, he. You know, I mean, they they only say that the Legends of Tomorrow Diggle is the mystery role. They didn't suggest that the other roles were mystery. To be clear. Right. So then, yes, yeah, so that would also suggest that, you know, he would be building to that point, potentially. Um, maybe we get a future Diggle that is Green Lantern. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's 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 exciting, but, um, you know, of course, I'm super caught up on Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <Duh>. I mean... <laughs> I may just skip. Uh, you know, if we're talking about Green Lantern being in Diggle, I, I don't need. I really, I really don't need context. I'm gonna be one of those people. I was like, I'll watch it anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I feel like this is kind of almost a, a borderline confirmation that he's gonna be Green Lantern in Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I mean, if I'm wrong, you can, you can, you know, mark the date. Shamari said it was kind of. I mean, but I'm not wrong. <laughs> He's gonna be Green Lantern. I don't know if anybody's writing that down. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's gonna be Green Lantern in the show. So I mean, and I'm excited. You know, I'm very excited. I want to catch up in Legends because I've heard it's very good. Even from where I left off, it was very good. Fantastic show. Great chemistry. All the actors. Yeah, man, Vandal Savage was really good. That Vandal was Savage. Time, that was the last thing I saw. <laughs> well, like, that was a while ago. Boy, <laughs> it was definitely not the last thing I saw. But um, but yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of uh, I mean a lot of great great people in the, in that cast, and they have a lot of they have fantastic chemistry. So yeah, I'm I'm fully on board. I'm excited to see more Diggle. Period, because I'm I'm still waiting for that Arrow show, a new uh, Arrow and the Canaries. Yeah, and I'm but, waiting um, for uh, the pandemic to end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. 
What do you think, Kendall? No, yeah. I, oh, I, oh, yeah, Kendall, Kendall, you, you went right. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's long, long. Sorry, it's been, we're over two hours here. Long, another long podcast. Um, no, nah, I mean, look, I think that you know, Diggle's Green Lantern is 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 it all but inevitable at this point. I agree with Sham. I mean, this is just pretty much confirmation when you're saying there's a mystery role. I mean, he's not going to be you know. Uh, uh, Mr. Mixiplex or <laughs> or you know the Red Tornado returning you know he, you know if he, he's gonna be in a mystery role is gonna be as as Green uh, Green Lantern almost certainly I mean Green Green Arrow gets to be the only other potential option but that doesn't make any sense given how they ended things and we know this is all continued continuity last time we saw the John Deagle character he was you know he appeared to to, to be getting the ring so um. I guess I'm curious why his his uh you know his role in all of these shows like why we're gonna see him so often before we finally see him in this mystery role unless maybe the maybe the the other thing could be maybe the Legends of Tomorrow show is first I'm not 100 percent sure on that because um, then maybe that's the setup and then we see him appear as Green Lantern in other shows otherwise I'm like do I need to go four or five times before he finally becomes Green Lantern like what like why would I need him see him that often so. Uh, I guess what I'm worried, what I'm curious about is, you know, is there a role for Diggle to be in Legends, like you know, moving forward? Like, you know, is that the right fit for him in this universe? Because I mean, again, he's in like one, one, two, three, four, five shows. I mean, he's in like you know, a quarter of a quarter of a CW season, Arrow season. He's in, so it's almost like he's a recurring character. It's like to me, it sounds like they're not really done with. David Ramsey, and I, I kind of wonder if he may have a more solidified role on the network in some capacity, and maybe Legends is the place for him to be. I don't know. It would, I mean, it's a weird fit, given you know, the Green Lantern has certain responsibilities, and I don't know if he could just be running around through time, but uh, it did make me ponder that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, hopefully hopefully he does. I thought he did a great job on Arrow. And, um, you know, now that we were a little bit I feel like when, and I also not to go too off topic, but I feel like when we, the further we get deeper away from Arrow or the original Arrow, I'm hoping they give Stephen Amell another shot. I hope he shows up in one of these shows, which I'm sure he will. Yeah, he seems, seems like he wants to. Seems like he wants to. I hope they do. I want to see Arrow and Diggle, Arrow and and uh, Green Lantern. You know, I want to see these. You know, so I want to see more of this stuff, but. I hope he does. I, I mean, I thought he did a great job in Arrow. Diggle's one of my favorite characters when he was not interacting, doing the whole Andy Diggle uh, versus John Diggle storyline. Outside of that, I thought he was a fantastic character. What season was that? Trivia question. Trivia time. Uh, it, was, it was with Damian Dark, wasn't it? So it was what, season, what season? Four? Yeah. Yeah, season four. The, the yeah, Andy Diggle. Season, season four. Uh, Andy Diggle, yeah. I was going to say, that was the only work that he did that was really kind of not great. Um, yeah, it had to be Damian Dark season, right? Cause, didn't Damien Dark? It wasn't, it wasn't yeah, the guy but, like working with Damien Dark. That was that was definitely the worst Arrow we're season. If we were for Hive, like, we're getting Hive on Arrow. Yeah, I'm man. thinking Titans. I'm thinking Brother Blood. And we already had Brother Blood. He was all right. So I was like, this Damien Dark guy is gonna be the real Brother Blood. And wow, we're talking yeah, that, about that, one of the in Arrow history. And there, that's a that's a long list. But I was gonna say that's that's definitely the worst season of Arrow, right? I mean, how they handled the death of Laurel, Andy, Andy Diggle. I think it's definite. That, really, that was when we were kind of like, man, Arrow was in the dark age. That was, a hard, that was a hard season to sit through. I'm not saying that oh, Arrow, Arrow has not been all hits, no misses. There's been a lot of misses. Let's keep it 100, though we are a supporter of the show. We watch the show. But 
the Andy Diggle, the Damian Dark season was particularly very difficult to sit through. I mean, do you remember Damian Dark just, you um, know, Oliver just shooting those arrows at him and him just playing with the arrow? It was like, how many times is Oliver going to shoot this arrow at this guy and him just stopped him because powers? <laughs> like, it, it wasn't was Damian Dark. You remember Ryder? Yeah, that season. Oh, yeah. Ryder was that season. Yes, the flashbacks were the worst. That was definitely the worst flashback scene. That is not debatable. Yeah, he was a flashback though. Yes, he was a flashback. Who was the villain? Kaden James that season. That yeah, DS. that was that was bad. That was DS. Initially, it was Kaden James. Initially, it was yeah, Kaden James. Yeah, that, that, that was that was also worst, like half of his. Yeah, I think that was the worst half of his season in Arrow. Because <laughs> I, I yeah hated. yeah the Kaden James stuff was terrible. Cause that was right after Prometheus, right? We were like, yeah, oh, that was right after Arrow's Prometheus. Back and Arrow's yeah. great. And I was like, okay, are we gonna see who Vigilante is? Like, what? Yeah, I don't, I don't care about. I don't care about Caden James. Yeah. I kind of had to give them a little bit of a break, almost, because of the fact that you know it was such a high from the last season was gonna be hard to top, considering it's Arrow, you know. So you know, while yes, I agree that for that first half of the next season was not good. Like, I almost gotta give them a little bit of a break. You know, I mean, there's no excuse for what happened in season three. I mean, that that was just, I, you know, they had already kind of come from a kind of a subpar ending to season two with Rajah Ghoul. You know, there was, you know, they 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 could have turned the ship around and said they just tanked it. You know, the Queen's Gambit uh, took another took another hit during that during that yeah, season. Oh yeah, that, yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. Does anyone, whenever you guys see the show, The Queen's Gambit, which has become very popular, I always still think of Arrow. Every time I see a headline <laughs> about that show, somebody talks about that show. Which channel is that on? Or is that a streaming service one? I don't even know. I don't even know. Is it on Netflix? Netflix? Yeah, I thought it was Netflix, like yeah. familiar, but I also could be thinking of Arrow. You know, so I don't yeah, know. No, the, the Queen's Gambit has become a really popular show. A lot of people watching it. Everybody says it's excellent. But it's just crazy. I only... Is it, I mean, I guess I didn't. I thought the Queen's Gambit was just like something that Arrow made up. I guess that that was a reference to something British. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking that's a natural. Which term. I didn't, I had no idea <laughs> until <laughs> I guess you know uh, my non-cultured self until this show it's came a, out. A dope name for for like a ship, the Queen's Gambit. It was a great. It's idea. a great name for a ship. Yeah, it it, it works. Which is perfect. why I guess it was already that's a name that already existed apparently. Right. Of, I think it's non-fiction or it's based off something. So, uh, so anyway, I, I just thought that was funny. But um, yeah, that, this is another long podcast, guys. Uh, but again, we were off for a little minute, so um, so I'm glad you guys enjoyed this one, two plus hours again. But uh, we'll be back uh, uh, next week for more uh, Hero Talk. Of course, you can catch all of our podcasts on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, make sure you catch us on uh, social media. Uh, we're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. Make sure you also find us on. Uh, our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. And uh, follow us, again, individually on social media. You can find Shamari on uh, Twitter and Snapchat, MTChan22. Kendall has sports covered on uh, Twitter, at NewGenKen. You can find me on Twitter, at EJ underscore Stewart, and Instagram, at ActionEJ. Thank you guys once again for listening in. For Kendall, I'm EJ. And for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>